You're listening to the Captain Groomer Podcast. Beans? See? Hey, that was good. She said it good. Yeah. Do people say Nothing. beans? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> like green beans? No. Bean. Exactly. I'm poised most of the time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to podcast episode five. I'm always joined with my lovely co-host, Lauren Bruin. And tonight's guest is the one and only, the powerhouse, <laughs> Tiffany Bestie. Can I just say you have like the best podcast voice? That was amazing. <laughs> Doesn't he? Welcome to podcast episode five. <laughs> it's beautiful. So oh, creamy. Thanks. Thanks, ladies. <laughs> That's what happens when you do too many too many movies and commercials. Oh yeah, you do the movie thing, huh? Yeah. The film. Kind In of a world. Good. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> yeah. So uh Tiffany is a uh hairstylist, but you were uh you were a tomboy growing up. You raised dirt bikes, you worked on trucks, you did what softball softball hey. Ooh, there you go that same, is it same. what yeah. position did you play um i was a catcher Ooh. that actually <laughs> i literally played Swat and throw. <laughs> i literally played till i was like uh like in eighth grade though so but i did i i raced motorcycles off-road um until i hurt myself one day and then i was a competitive cheerleader actually okay. Like so this, this podcast is going to be brought to you by Lauren and <laughs> Tiffany. <laughs> it's the Lauren and Tiffany podcast. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually going to take the reins. <laughs> um, yeah, I did competitive cheer. Uh, I started cheering when I was like four or five, I think. And then I did competitive cheer like my whole life. And then I cheered in high school. I cheered in college. Mm. And then I did a, I was a backup dancer at a drag show Ooh. Uh, for a couple years <laughs> in Seattle. Yeah. I like, I, sometimes I look back at my life and I'm like, you have lived so many lives. Like people will hear things about me and they'll be like, what? Yeah. That was just another life I lived. Now I'm a business owner and I'm very professional. Yeah. So <laughs> professional. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the, the, the hairstyling thing because that's like that's your main thing oh yeah you know i'm obsessed you're obsessed with hair yeah it's been nine years nine did you start in arizona no i started here um i was at gene Rose academy and then i was also working at a front desk at seven salon at the time and i just like worked up the ranks at seven and now i am an educator for them i carry their product i'm on their product development team I travel with them. It's pretty cool. And then I just have my own studio now. So yeah, it, that's, I never thought I would do anything for this long and I don't see myself stopping anytime soon. Really? Yeah. I love it. It's awesome. What, what got you in the hair? Cause like that was, you jumped through like five things. Like I was a cheerleader. I was oh, I know. Softball. Yeah. Like you did all yeah. these things and like literally because I've, we, Lauren and I have talked about this for so long and like what she's done. Excuse me. Cute. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect timing. Perfect. Talking with Lauren, like what she's done. Like, Lauren, you were softball, competitive yep. cheer. Mm -hmm. And what was the other one? I mean, gymnastics. Gymnastics. Swim. Yeah. 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 You actually, uh, I tried out for Oregon State cheer team. Oh, nice. My best friend made it. I became an alternate. So oh, almost, yeah. you know what I mean? But where, where are you from? Uh, Bothell. Where did you do competitive cheer at? Uh, South Elite. Oh, I was. <laughs> 
galaxy. No. Oh, really? <laughs> we were probably... At, uh, wait, what year did you graduate? Okay, so yeah, I was like, how old are you? <laughs> so I graduated in 2011 from high school. Okay. Um, but when I was on Galaxy North, there was Galaxy South, and then it Got switched it. to South Elite. So yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so when I stopped cheering at Galaxy, I would have been probably 13, 14. And then my mm. mom um, opened a gym called Legacy up at Leading Edge Gymnastics in Everett. Got it. And then we coached there and I was on those teams. And then I went off to college and then so she doesn't fun. coach anymore. But um, yeah, so I did the whole shout out to Rhonda. I, I love the shout outs. Yes. <laughs> shout out to Kim Kawachi. Oh my God. Yes. And, oh my God. I've I got just, so many stories. But, I can't. Oh yeah. We can't talk can't. about those. No, we podcast. cannot. Um, <laughs> no, I actually, my first client today cheered with me at Galaxy and I'm no literally, way. yeah, she was like my fly yeah that's so amazing yeah i love that yeah oh my gosh small world she was your flyer yeah yes. would you like throw up in the air absolutely mm-hmm. so we you were like base i was a uh, i don't know anything about I was a, besides that i'm tall so i'm five eight so i was a back, you gotta spot. Be the back yeah um and i also was a secondary base but i i kind of like flipped back and forth um but when megan was my flyer i was a back spot yeah mm. yeah did you compete at worlds with them ever um so I didn't go to Worlds, no. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I – But they – obviously, the more advanced team went to Worlds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they're amazing. Yeah. They're yeah. international. So yeah. I um, competed at 2007 and 2008 Worlds. So yeah. Was with, that in with Florida? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In Orlando. And then mm-hmm. – yeah. And the cheer world has changed so, so much, by the way. I have clients who cheer at, like, Connect. Yeah. Oh. And it is so crazy how much – the cheer world has changed. Changed in what way? There's like so many. It's like back then it was like level one through five. You had level six, but that was mm-hmm. like just like I think you had to be like an adult to do that. And then you have like small, large. Mm. And it, that was it. Like small was 20. Large was 36. Um, You had, you know, level five was like fulls, doubles, standing tucks, yeah. level four. Like it, there, it was really broad. Now it's like up to level seven. You can have like an extra small, extra large, which is like 40, 52 people or something like that on the mat. You have, it's crazy. So they basically made it like safer and then they have like non-tumbling divisions. Like, I don't know. One of my clients tells me about it and I'm like, this shit is wild. Wow. They want to accept all you know what I mean? Everyone, <laughs> everyone is a, accepted. Everyone's a winner. Yeah. Everyone. It doesn't matter if you're a male, a female, a lizard, whatever. <laughs> Be an all-star cheerleader. <laughs> yeah. They got you. <laughs> okay. Since we're on this subject, I was just telling um, the girl I did her hair this morning. She has three boys. And I was saying that if I had daughters, because of my experiences like in competitive cheer, I probably would not let them be cheerleaders maybe not wouldn't let them but i would be very cautious mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. allowing them to go that direction just yeah. because like i don't know if this is first of all something that we might have to cut out but i don't know if this is something that you have noticed but there has not been like a single man maybe i shouldn't generalize i would say like the majority of men that i was involved with like as coaches like they have all gotten in trouble for some mm. type of like sexual misconduct yeah dang and it's just like so crazy to me. And now I look back like as an adult, I'm 29, like as an adult and like mm-hmm. at an age where I could have kids, I I don't think that it's like a normal, like rational job to have mm-hmm. as like a male, like anymore. Cause it's just, and it's yeah. just so wild to me. Like you just find out more and more. There just was another one mm-hmm. in, in Bellevue. Yeah. And it's, it's just it's like- It's more common than I think people think. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then just that idea of like, you know, not allowing yourself to be injured, like get yeah. up and do it again. Like we don't mm-hmm. care. Um, I feel like I, I like threw out my back, like, yeah, 
in March and I had to go to the hospital. I couldn't walk and all these injuries I'm having because like I was a competitive cheerleader. Yeah. And it's really, really hard on your body. And I would say competitive cheer and gymnastics, right? Well, gymnastics Those are the two is, things where I'm like, God, if I have a girl. Yeah. yeah. And gymnastics you can like get somewhere with, right? Like, but I feel like cheer is so hard because it's just such a passion sport. And mm-hmm. looking back, I'm like, dang, I put my body through so much. And don't get me wrong. I learned so much from competitive cheer. And I feel like a big part of my success comes from what I learned doing it and like that discipline I learned and the teamwork mm-hmm. I learned and things like that. But there was some things I think as like as children that we were not allowed to just like be children. And yeah. now when when that cheer documentary came out, I never really watched it. I don't know if I've seen it's it. It's on Netflix. It's like it's called Cheer. Oh we're God. about to watch it. So right. it's on Netflix <laughs> and it was like super, super big. And I never watched it because I just was like not interested in watching the like the glamorization of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my clients came in and was like, yeah, I'm, my daughter's going to be a cheerleader now. And I was just like, mm. and, and then it bothers me because I'm like, you guys have no idea like the things that like yeah. we put our bodies through. Just, like I've seen girls tear their ACLs, mm-hmm. uh, dislocate elbows, um, and kid and get up and keep going yeah. like in during a routine, like oh. break their jaws. Like mm-hmm. I have seen the craziest stuff happen. Like and these we have zero. We had zero like ability to like stop and be yeah. like this is no. You like, get we pushed need rest. so much. And yeah, you have such a high bar. And like fill, you then know? it's kind of like for what. Like, as an adult, I look back and I'm like, what the heck were we doing? I know. Then I look at my mom. I'm like, mom, what the heck were we doing? <laughs> yeah. Not that I would have given her an option. I was right? so, so obsessed with cheer. I yeah. like, that was the only thing they could take away from me. And it's like a family, right? Like, that's yeah. your fam. And that's, that's you community. spend all your time mm-hmm. with them. Um, and I cheered in college and that was great. But uh, yeah, I, that was a time. Where did you cheer in college? <laughs> <laughs> that was a time to be alive let me tell you back then cheering um weren't you in arizona idaho i went to university of idaho oh my god wait okay wait u of i mm-hmm. like right next Vandals. to yeah you right, know jasmine right boyd yeah she went to bothell <laughs> she's yeah. my best friend oh my gosh yeah oh my gosh you'll have to tell her because uh <laughs> we cheered at the same time yeah 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 i i graduated in 2010 from bothell so oh okay same, yeah same yeah so she's a year older than yeah. me yep mm-hmm. yeah yeah so she was on the co-ed team and i was on the small co-ed team yeah um yeah, I went to Idaho like just to cheer. I'm a big girl and I'm not like your typical like college cheerleader. Yeah. Um, college cheerleaders typically, especially like high performance college cheerleaders, need yeah. to be like very small, very short. Yeah. She was a professional gymnast. Yeah. And a diver. And so yeah, then she went to college and became a cheerleader. Yeah. So, yeah. And it was really fun. And um I was on the small co team because like I, I'm like not a flyer. I mean I can. <laughs> like you throw me up there, I will be okay. I but literally was just they like because I remember I, I would say like, oh yeah, I'll go out on the yacht or whatever. And just like thinking of you doing a backflip off the top deck and she's a big girl listen I, like <laughs> i doing when i was a, i used to like train with this guy that um coached me and he cheered at moorhead and he was this big mm. buff dude and he would kind of like train me to partner son because he's like well if you're gonna cheer in college you need to like yeah. have a basic like knowledge of how to fly and so like i think a lib is like as far as i got mm. and um that's a tall that is i was up there, up there in yeah. the air like up there tall girls that fly you're high up in the air like little girls that fly that are just like little four foot nothing <laughs> yeah like they're, they're so easy yeah, yeah they're like you, you know, whatever 
or okay if they do like basket tosses that's one thing but like yeah. just flying i'm up there high in the air and i'm like get me down i'm mm-hmm. you're not a heights no and i actually no. had a huge mental block with tumbling so speaking of tumbling you're not going to kind of be doing a backflip off of anything ever really again for the rest you're not of my gonna life. cork off nope i won't do it not inverted no i'm such a puss i can't Why? do it and i was always this way like i remember there was one time they decided like our team was going to be the world team and they were they walked in they were like everybody's throwing back tucks today i mm. literally had never done one i'm just like checking myself up. i'm like all right well today we're dying and i i have such a fear i have such a fear of like going backwards i can go forward just fine which is typically not normal people have yeah. a, more of a fear going forward than back um because it's a blind landing going yeah. forward no, I'm good. I'm not ready to break my neck. And I'm old. Okay. <laughs> so that's not happening. I can teach a back tuck like oh, yeah. nobody's business, yeah. but I'm not doing one. No, not even into water. I don't care. No? Nope. No. Because also I'm not going to embarrass myself. So I was like a very, very good <laughs> athlete at one point and like I'm not anymore. And Isn't so that the hardest thing. I'm not like, embarrassing myself. Yeah. I yeah. won't even attempt because like I, unless it's going to be how it was when I was 14, I'm not doing it and I'm old. So there's no way. Only because like I people have such a like high expectation of me, and then I don't I can't perform and I'm not doing it. How I think Lauren and I were actually talking about this uh, not too long ago, but like the thought of being old, like coming up to thirty, like I'm just past thirty, mm-hmm. and it's like oh I'm like grandpa, like my back, my oh, like yeah. everything. It's just everyone's like oh you're so old. It's like well, yeah, when you're an athlete at a young age, it's like by the time you hit your thirties, you're like. I'm done. Yeah. And I think people are so hard like on it. Like I'll be like, oh, you know, I'm just old. And they'll be like, oh, my God, you're only 29. Like, shut up. And <laughs> they don't understand it. Like I like someone landed on my head in the back of my head when I was 13. And I've had neck oh problems like ever since, Um, you know, I've been going to the chiropractor since I was 12. I've been seeing physical therapists since I was like nine. So people say like, oh, you're not that old, but like like physically. What you've been through and the yeah. trauma that's stored in yeah. that area of your body. You need to come into my integrative wellness clinic. I've been noticing that there's a thing Please. with this because I, I saw him in the hyperbaric chamber and I was like, sign me up for that. Because I did. I just yep. um, I have two bulging discs in my back. Yep. So we actually have solutions for that. And Perfect. it's not. PT, you know, which I don't do anymore. Well, chiropractic. Eh, I like my chiropractor um, for like instant relief, but it's definitely not something that's like longevity. Because you like the way he looks. I wish it was a man. Oh. Oh my gosh, you guys. I used to have this fine ass masseuse. And let me tell you something. Once someone Returning that like clients. once someone that looks good starts massaging you, a massage turns into a whole new ball game. Just for Stop. my mind, I'm like, oh, I think he's doing it a little harder. <laughs> I swear, I swear, I could have a freaking grandma if there was like a granny massaging me, and you whispered in my ear like, he's tall, dark, and handsome. I'm all of a sudden like, yep, oh, this is different. <laughs> different. <laughs> I swear, I'm like, no. And I used to have the finest massage therapist and what's funny is that like my chiropractor at the time we were trading and she owned the practice Mm. and so she um she like set me up with him and i knew she knew my type and i knew she did it on purpose and she comes out and she's like did you like your massage i'm like (laughs) did i (laughs) does it look like it i'm like that was great (laughs) he was kind of a dick though so whatever but we could have well yeah yeah missed missed opportunity i know (laughs) Damn it, Ramsey. I'm sorry if you're listening to this, Ramsey. Oh, well, he'll remember you from your voice and Probably whatever. My, my awesome personality. Yeah, all that energy. Yeah. 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 
But yeah, to get that PZO, the thing that she has yeah. that like yeah. massage, what, what is it? What is it? Amethyst it's, crystal it's thing? It's a sound wave that I'm basically penetrates down and like breaks up all the scar tissue and helps to release. It sounds like it's going to be painful. It can be because yeah. it hits the spots that need it. I got and a then lot. that's when you're like, oh my God, you know, and so we can adjust the intensity and all that. But usually healthy tissue, you won't feel anything. I don't know if I have so, it. Exactly. That's why you need the PZO. <laughs> you burned it all out. <laughs> I don't know if I have healthy tissue. <laughs> It's yeah. all gone. Um, but yeah, so what got me into hair? So um, I failed out of college three times. <laughs> Hold on real quick, just so that I get the continuity of this. We went from you did cheer. Yeah. And then I, I was, yeah. And then you're like, like I was dying. Like, cheer and then, was her life. So oh, I did. Yeah. So life, cheer was then, my life. I, I actually stopped cheering my freshman after my freshman year of um, college and I started dancing instead and I, because I like could not flip anymore like on turf. Uh, I like couldn't and we were flipping on turf and we were flipping on um, yeah. hardwood basketball floor and I just like yeah. could not do it anymore. I ended up I break I broken my right foot like three times. Oh. Yeah. And I, I broke it the third time in college and I just after that like I just couldn't yeah. um, no, I I couldn't continue. Yeah. yeah. And it's like those and there was a dance team and so it wasn't like I couldn't. And, and the team I was on was like, rrr, rrr, not that great. And the football team, sorry, Idaho, but y'all sucked at, the, <laughs> at that time was like really, really bad. I think I cheered for two winning games like my whole college career, which was wow. like two years Dang. ago. Whatever. You're sitting there like, <laughs> just don't even try. But, you know, when there was a winning game, it was lit. I'm sure if you was, lose all the yeah. time and you win once, it's lit. <laughs> your odds um, just skyrocket. Yeah. yeah. So for a good time. I failed out of college. My... Not my first semester, but my second semester. Failed out of college. I reinstated myself. Failed out again. Came home. I was like, wait a minute. What? Yeah. Went to... Um, so I came home from Idaho. Went to um, Everett Community College. Okay. Failed out of that. She is not a school girl. I was just like, do you just hate no. school? I, it's not that I hate school. I Number one, I'm really social. So like... Yeah, I know that. Super social. Oh, this is what I was going to... Oh, I'll get to there. Um, <laughs> super social and uh, super ADD. Like, I can't... The learning disabilities are just, like, off the charts. <laughs> and, like, I just... I'm just not a schoolgirl. Like, still, I even in beauty school, I did not study one time. I did not go home and, like, read a book. Like, wow. the difference between, like, typical school and then, like, trade work is that... And, like, this is for all trade work. I'm, like, a huge, mm -hmm. um, like supporter of someone that wants to go into a trade because trade work is t uh, it's like theory so it's like read about it do it hands-on then take the test and so for me the way my brain works was like I'm reading about it which isn't doing shit for me and then I'm learning about it and so when I end up taking a test on it I can come from like what I've heard through my ears and then what I've done through my hands and it, mm -hmm. I just like that's I never, how you learn yeah and yeah. it was so much better for me so yeah I went to my dad and I was like hey dad I need twenty thousand dollars <laughs> and he was like, uh, fuck no, because <laughs> you just literally lit 80 on fire <laughs> going to school and literally not doing anything with it. And um, I literally so I I went to hair school on a whim. Like literally, I was like, I need a job. I'm working retail and I'm a server and this shit blows. So yeah. I need a career. I had gotten my hair done at a salon my whole life that they, you know, my haircuts were like $85 when I was 14 and I'm doing the math in my head. Like they're rich. <laughs> so yeah. I went. Yeah. You can make some good money. Yeah. Well, and we, we can get to that later. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's actually crazy. Um, Trust me. I know. Oh yeah. Your mom. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane the amount of money you can pull in. Yeah. So I'm telling my dad like, okay, 
here's like this i'm like give a presentation to my parents i'm like <laughs> folders i printed out i have a powerpoint Dude, i was yes, just gonna say literally. that powerpoint this is the most studying i've done in my whole life was to get my parents to let me go to beauty school and you have that passion and drive you know what i mean yeah but like, it was only about making money yeah i mean and hey that, that, that's motivating and it was like hey yeah. you guys like i'm going nowhere fast <laughs> And they were, they were like, yeah, <laughs> we can tell <laughs> we're aware you're mm. at this point. I had gotten home from school. My, I had an 11, I'm so a 19 years old. I'm home from college. I'm an adult. I've lived on my own for a year and a half. I had an apartment, everything. My parents are like in bed by 11. They're, they're like curfews, no boyfriends. I'm like, what the, f- this is jail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, my dad had a rule that was like, you either, um, don't have a job and we decide what you, what kind of money that you get and you live here and you live by our rules or you get a job and you get to pay for what you want to pay for and you get to decide what you use your money and you live out go away and if you, <laughs> you just, just go yeah, away leave. Yeah. and if you don't want if you don't want to have rules if you don't want to do the dishes if you don't want to be home by 11 then don't live here and wow. so i was like okay and then I didn't. I moved out and um, I went to beauty school. The only reason they agreed to do it is because at the beauty school I was going to at the time, you could after I think it was like as long as you before 50 percent completion, you could get some of your money back. Mm. Uh. But after you had done 50 percent, that's theirs. It's done. And so I think like they were like, well, at least if she fucks up again, we'll get some <laughs> of our money back. It was literally <laughs> like that. And I fucking killed it. And I started working at the hair salon that I worked at for a long time during beauty school. So I was doing 40 hours a week with them, 30 hours a week at beauty school. And I literally had no life. I turned 21 during beauty school. Wow. And I was just running amok. I was living my best life, going out, partying. Um, And then I started working at the drag show. And then I was so done. this is the first thing of your career of hair, beauty, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Yep. That was mm. it. And so I worked at a front desk, like at the front desk. And then I ended up being a stylist at that same salon. And it like really gave me a leg up. And now it helps me because I own a business and I understand the back end so much more because mm, I worked at that front great. desk. Nice. That's super good. Was this yeah, the yeah. Gin- was this Gina Juarez at uh, Revin Town Center? Uh, no. So I went to their beauty school in Malik Terrace, which actually just closed. Oh. Sad day. Um, and then I was working at Seven Salon in the Bellevue Mall at the front oh, desk. I remember that place. Yeah. I've been there once. They closed. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It was like eight years ago. Yeah. Probably when I went. Yeah. 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 I actually went to, the, before you were even there, I actually like went and like scouted stuff. Yeah. You know? Just to see. Yeah. I And fun fact, I started getting my hair done there when I was like 13 years old. And then really? like a lifer, I still work for them. I'm literally go to <laughs> their corporate so cool. every week. <laughs> it's crazy. I know. That's something that I want to get into a little bit later is like all that stuff. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's People will be like, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I do hair. And I'm like, except not. I mean, I do so much more than hair, but it's hard to like yeah. wrap it into like one like uh, title. So I just say I do hair, but and then when someone's like, "Oh, what do you do?" and I'm like, "Well, let me get out my notebook <laughs> about like the thousand things I do." Seriously, I got a PowerPoint slide right here. Yeah, Lit- she has like, a, like a TV. Just like, here's my presentation. Literally, I felt like when I was like dating and on dating apps, they'd be like, "Oh, what oh, do you God. do for a living?" and I'm like, "Oh, I do hair," and they're like, "Oh, cool, can you do mine?" But it's like, okay, well, also let me explain to you <laughs> that I'm way cooler than just doing hair. Like, there's way more, and then they get to know me and they're like, "Oh shit, you're like doing the damn thing." Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I still, I still one of the things that I've always wanted to see because I never got to see it is her ripping on a, on a dirt bike. You'll did you do see it again? Did you do it? Did oh. you do enduro? 
No. Are you 450 like a... I was a child. <laughs> I think I Dude. stopped writing when I was like 10 or 11. What? Yeah. Dude, but you I were did bragging a- about this when like we first started hanging out. Like, no, yeah, I told I you that my, my friend. So I did. And I still do. Like, we still go. Um... No, I was young. I think the last bike I had was like some K- a KTM something. And that was a big mistake. My dad got me a KTM way too early. I should not have been on a two no. stroke. I was in mm. too much. Um, and I hurt myself. And then I just was like, what the? yeah. And, but I have a, I have a friend that I grew up, um, with that she won the X games for Enduro cross. Oh, sweet. Like multiple years in a row. Yeah. She's dope. Um, were no. you, were you, or did you know the monster girls when you were in the Arizona crew? For AMA Supercross. Mm-mm. Okay. Because no. I feel like one of the girls that I knew, like, I think you guys might have crossed paths Probably. Or I'm sure. I mean, I feel like um, it's, like, not a big, uh, it's not a big community. Yeah. Like, the, the racing community is, like, pretty small. But we were off-road, so we were, like, a little bit different. We weren't doing really any. I did used to race and ride at the, um, when Linwood Motoplex had the, like, arena cross, like, up north. And yeah. Point. Yeah, yeah. That's actually where I hurt myself. Um, the reason you don't ride anymore? Yeah. Shout out to Linwood Motoplex. <laughs> My buddy's sponsored by <laughs> Linwood Motoplex for surfing. Yeah. No, um, no, I didn't do it like my whole life. I probably could have. And like we still have. So my parents live in eastern Washington. They have um, 27 acres and uh, like right outside of Twisp. And we still have like the wheat fields. No, literally. It's crazy. <laughs> literally. The wheat fields. It literally looks like a little house on the prairie. Aww. When you like look around, it's like home, home. Like I'm like. <laughs> Where are we? Where am I? The Golden Hills. And they like, they're getting, oh, look at that. My parents are not old. They're like in their, in their like early 50s. But like the the older they get, the more they're like, let's get more. Let's fucking get horses and goats. And I'm like, who's taking this over? (laughs) You, honey. No, hell no. I have a younger brother. I'm like, good thing he wants to do this because I'm not moving to BFE and living on the plantation thing. I'm like, there's no fucking way. There's, it's crazy to me. Yeah, You're not no. out getting out being like the, in the, the combine. Cro- in the crops and <laughs> shucking my corn. Four in the morning, yeah. driving four miles straight over these hills. Yeah, and they have like, ap- is it apricot? Apricot? Apricot. Yeah, apricot. Apricot trees, peach trees. My mom's I mean, like so canning and juicing. I'm like, Aww. oh, so you know. That's just so good. Mm-mm. I'm like, I want to be about 45 minutes out of the city. That's three and a half hours. I'm like, no girl, you ain't going to do any hair out there. There actually is. Really? Well, it's okay. Let's say like the town they live outside of is like 1,200 people. And then there's another town that's like a little bit smaller. Um, but there's only like four hairstylists and none of them work. They work like two, three days a week. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But crazy. living out there is like five bucks. Yeah. It's pretty cheap. But <laughs> you, ha- it's just crazy. It's such a crazy lifestyle mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. I can go out there for like a week. And then I'm like, this is just, yeah. I almost oh, went yeah. and ran Combine. Uh, for a couple of years, like during those college years, like in the summer, I'd be like, oh, I just go run a combine. And, you know, what is that? What? You don't know what a combine is? Your parents live out there? It's no. the, it's the, uh, mulcher for the wheat. It's oh, that huge. Oh, oh, oh. No, I have no idea what that is. Yeah. Yeah. They're not, they're not doing it like that yet. No. Nah. No. No. 27 acres, though. Yeah. But maybe they're not wheat. wheat no, farmers. I don't think they're it's not wheat farmers. I don't think it's yeah, wheat. Wheat is like thousands of acres mm-hmm. out yeah, there. I don't think it's wheat. Um, I don't know. And like, it sucks because it's like snow. Okay. So like half the year snow. So they have to like, um, the snow like 
the ground up and yeah. so oh, during yeah. the spring they have to like rototill roto root the whole i'm like <laughs> and then a lot of work i get out there and i'm like out there to visit my mom's like are you ever coming back i'm like yeah but like i'm not trying to do like yard work so i get there they're <laughs> up at 5 a.m the rooster <laughs> bro the rooster will not let you sleep longer than 5 a.m the are rooster you, is up are your parents like retired no. What are they doing out there? Exactly. I'm confused. Oh God, I'm so confused right now. So my dad builds elevators. So oh, he's okay. like an elevator um, mechanic. Mm-hmm. And then my mom works for a um, chamber music festival. So it's mm-hmm. like a nonprofit like um, music festival. So she's like the personal assistant oh, for cool. the president of chamber music out wow. in, in Meadow Valley. Um, so she doesn't do it a whole lot. Um, but my parents, they could do their own podcast. They have a whole, they have like two houses. They go back and forth. My dad works out here. He, uh, I have a younger brother. So my younger brother does actually do a lot of the work out there. And so like when my mom comes closer to this side, uh, at their house in Clayalum, he will stay, mm. do the chickens and stuff. Aww, and he's like a little chef at a restaurant Aww. out there. Um, Cute. Yeah. He's just like. So your, your, li- your family's life is basically a Hallmark movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I just yeah. got the chills. I never thought of it like that. Yes, my parents have literally been together since high school. Yeah. Aww. And yeah. you're the you're the country girl that came no. to the city and said, uh, Yeah, of, and my I dad's mean, like, We didn't raise you like this. <laughs> He's like, I don't understand when this happened. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh. And you know, I've been like dating and I'm 29, and of course my parents got together so young, and they're like, "Uh, hello, like get your shit together. On? Why are yeah. you single?" Yeah, and um, I am dating someone, but it's fresh. So I'm not gonna really Ooh, talk real about fresh. it. Real fresh, no worries. Yeah, but it's fun. Um, and my dad literally will dead ass be like, "I've given up on you. I don't think you're getting married." And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh my god, you guys!" And then the other day, my mom sits down and she's like, "Okay, just like pretend like I'm your friend asking you this," because I get really like real crazy about it. When my parents will be like, "Oh." My cat's name is Luna. Luna's going to be our only grandkid. I'm like, okay, they can't listen to this either. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, no, mom. But seriously, I'm like, you guys, like, I'm 20. At that point, I was like 28. Like, some of my clients had kids in their 40s. Like, yeah, it's not ideal, but it is what it is, right? And yeah, the other day, my dad's like, no, like, we've given up on you and it's fine. Like, and then my mom goes, so would you ever do it by yourself? Like, have a baby by oh yourself? My God. I'm like, I mean, what? yeah, I would, but I don't really think what? I'm there yet. No. And times have changed. Yeah. Like, we live in such a different world compared to when our parents got together yeah. and what was expected of them and, yeah. like, all of that, you know? I think my mom's, like, empty nesting right now. And oh, totally. I can totally Super understand hard. why she's like, give me a grandchild. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, mom, I'm trying, but, like, the, the pickings are <laughs> slim. I'm like, I'm – You don't want to rush into that. No, you yeah. actually make the right decision. Yeah. That's a huge you're thing. You're, like, literally going half on a human. Yeah. It's, it's like it's, a lot. You wouldn't go yeah. half on a house with somebody. No. Nah. More people go half on humans than houses. Yeah. Which is crazy. It is. That, insane. Yeah. That's insane. No, I'm not really. I mean, it's just funny how they're, they they are like a Hallmark movie, though, yeah. because they literally look at like and their whole life was like that. Like their parents were like that. Like my grandma got yeah. married young, had kids young. Um, Then they did it. And it's just I'm like, I get your guys' frustration. But yeah. Also, like men kind of suck. Sorry. Totally feel all of you that. You don't suck, but yeah, thanks. No, Savon's yeah. amazing. We we all know that. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. He's great, yeah. but most men, yeah, it's it's like tough. It's mm-hmm. tough. Oh my gosh, I could do a whole podcast on just dating stories. It's funny that wow. you say that because literally last weekend, um, so the episode I just uploaded today, actually, 
because I do one of these like once a week rotation. Um, Ollie was the last episode, and the the last thing that we touched on was dating. Boy, I could I could and rock people's the, worlds with my stories. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that was one of the things he brought up is like, uh, who was it? One of the friends was like, yeah, like you know the girls, you know, kind of suck. But he's like the you know who also sucks in the northwest? The dudes. Yeah, <sighs> they, they they don't just suck in the northwest. Suck. They suck everywhere. Really. Yeah, they're no better in Arizona <laughs> or anywhere else I've been. Like, well, I, that's good to know. No, they're no better. <laughs> they're no better. It's insane. Like, just the whole like basis of like our society and like TikTok and dating apps and like all this stuff. It's terrible. You guys, we literally I, we should do like a spinoff on this and do a just a dating podcast. I am because so down. I will definitely do like for the listeners. I will do. Part two of this. Oh yeah, make Fuck it yeah, bring make it a subscription only, mm, and just it. deep dive. No, I have you guys. Do you want? Do you guys want a sneak peek? Because just I have little, just a little sneak. Okay, yeah. just a snippet. I literally had a guy break up with me, and then to get me back, tell me he was dying of a brain tumor, and that he had six <laughs> months to live. Stop. Swear to God, and it asked me to drive him to his first chemo appointment, and then he told me the truth that he was lying. I what? Swear. That's just a yeah. I have lots crazy. of stories as well. That shit was wild. It's insane. And that was, I was like, oh, so many stories. Dude, I'm not going to say who, like the names of who this happened. Yeah. You, I think, probably know them actually. But, um, like, this one girl called her ex and was like, I am dying. Like, I am literally going to die if you don't come back. And he was like in Eastern Washington at the time. And he's like, so you want me to drive? basically 200 miles an hour to make it back to you to save your life like you are completely insane and then wait did she say why she was dying Hmm? did she say why she was dying like it was like heartbroken or something oh it was just some like beyond dumb yeah it was like super super stupid this is the girl that did this though yeah the girl did this okay so i just everyone knows i'm sane I know you're saying. I know you're saying. Yeah. I'm a normal person. I wouldn't do this shit. And the men, man. Yeah. Yeah. I won't get into who I know of <laughs> your past. But yeah, there been some, there been some fun ones. I know. Actually, you guys were going through it with me like while it was all happening. Yeah. For two of them, I think. And boy, man. Yeah. I cannot wait for this part two episode. No, this yeah. is a, this has it to be is, a thing. It is yeah. absolutely going to be. We will schedule it right after this because I yeah. I'll come up with oh, like new sure. names for everybody, and I will literally tell like the real. I have man some stories. I got some, I got some shit to tell. <laughs> Only the real shit. <laughs> oh my gosh! And I hope they all listen to it. <laughs> Just send it to them. Yeah. You know? Hey, listen to my new podcast. <laughs> yeah, this one's really great. Yeah. You're in it. <laughs> I actually talked about you the whole time. <laughs> he will definitely surprise. Listen. I know. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> so good. They're just sitting there just dying like sweats. Literally. Yeah. God. Okay. So now I want to get into you like teaching. How did you go from just being a hairstylist? to like the whole business side of things and teaching because recently you were in like literally all of the news for hairstyling. I haven't seen more stuff <laughs> with you on stage with the longest braids oh of my God. all time. Let's that jean suit. Yeah, my denim, yeah, my denim jumpsuit. I need to know about these braids. Yeah. 
Okay, let's just start with the braid. I mean, it was rope. It was uh, just Rapunzel. First of all, it was an extension. I, I was, I was, my mind was going there, but okay, yeah. keep going. <laughs> Second of all, I have a ton of hair. I, I can know. see that. Yeah, I'm so jealous. we have it's actually like done. He thought tests. he had more than me. Wow. I mean, you both. I'm taking the cake. I have so much hair. So <laughs> I was like, I want to wear this braid on stage. And, you know, there's an audience there. Yeah. So it was like a whole like stage production. Um, And I'm like mic'd up and everything. And I was like, I want to wear a braid on stage. So my friend, my two friends um, did my hair for me. And they one of them was like pulling the hair up while the other one was like putting the ponytail around. Like my hair was like so snatched. And dang. She so and then because my hair is so thick and the braid was like a little bit thinner, they had to take like part of my hair out to like match it. So the braid was great. It looked awesome. They killed it. But about three hours into my day, the braid was kind of like over my shoulder and it was the weight of it was like pushing on my head. Mm. And so I'm literally walking around all day, like picking my braid up (laughs) because it's so heavy on my head. It's excruciating. And I had to, I was a part Well, I was supposed to be, we didn't end up going on stage. I was pissed. I was like, I should have taken this fucking thing off, but I thought I was going to have to go up on stage again. And I didn't want to take the braid out. And so I left it in for like six more hours. Oh my god! By the end of my day, I was like, no, like, I bet your head was just like gonna die, and I it was so painful, (laughs) and it was just where it was leaning on, like right here, and I would pick it up, and I'm like, oh god, relief, and I took it out for like five days. My head was sensitive. Yeah, it was crazy. I couldn't even touch the top of my head, and everyone's like, "Eh, cry about it, and I was like, no, I have a bald spot. I swear to God, I had a bald spot. I didn't have one. (laughs) It Um, felt like it. I'm sure. Have you seen the the Kardashian clip where she's like? Courtney, you're bald. You need to go to the hospital. That was like me. I was like, no, dude. <laughs> I'm bald. I I have a bald spot. It was so tight. And so th- that's the braid story. I always joke about the braid and I'm like, I'm going to wear it again. And my friends are like, no. Dude, because like oh, I know you have long hair. We've like, you know, oh, your hair's thicker, blah, blah. But like when I look through like the stories, I'm like, that is really long. It was really long. Like, it it was- went to my butt and my hair was on the top of my head. But I will say it's um, I got it from this company. What's it called? Insert name here. And they like mm. they like sell braid or they sell like ponytail hair. And that one's like specifically for a braid. It's like sectioned off into three. It's actually if you want to go buy one, it's super easy. Um, but it's long as that thing is long. But I felt like, OK, if you're going to be on stage and you're going to be doing all this shit, you better get the longest hair you can find or you could have used your own hair. Yeah. yeah. Um, at that point, my hair was super long. So mm. it was a look for sure. Is that what Ariana Grande does? She definitely has got to have ponytail. Yeah, something, right? I'm like, yeah. Well, uh, as far as I know about the Ariana Grande thing, like backstory, I'm pretty sure her hair got like fried off at some point, and they had they like had to do that because her hair was so thin. Just a side note about Ariana Grande. Can I just say she's like the only like singer that has not been rebranded in like ever, and it really bothers me. Everyone else is rebranded. Except what do you her. what do you mean by like that? Like she's got that ponytail, right. that childish kind of look. Because she she's came from four Disney ten, Channel. but still, like everyone else has rebranded into like, like even Billie Eilish rebranded. Uh, they were like, take your shirt off, be on a bra. Like they're like rebrand. Well, right? that was because she turned eighteen. Okay, still though, like she's like Ariana Grande can sing like crazy ballads. Like she has yeah. such a mature voice, and she still oh, yeah. dresses like she's young. And it's she has had the same branding because she wants to keep it that way. Why? Yeah. It bothers me so much. She's the only person that hasn't rebranded in like ever. Like everybody has their like flop. They're like, okay, you're like Disney star. You're young.
young. You're like appeal to younger crowds. And now she's singing about 69ing and riding you like a bike. And she still looks like she's 12. <laughs> I, she wants to keep. Keep that's going, disgusting you know? yeah. i'm like no <laughs> you can't rebrand all of your music and then not rebrand yourself your style and i don't that's like she's amazing i think she's so that is but true i'm like what the fuck is up with these ponytails i'm like let your hair down i'm pretty sure it's the height thing get some k Well, is it real i don't know no it's that's not real what her hair's not real that's no. what i'm saying no so. but what i'm saying is like okay if the whole thing is about her hair, if like let's just say, which is can't be it, but if the her whole brand is about her hair, like we have to wear it up. There's so many ways to add hair to your head and yeah, have it down. For sure, for like sure. she, I just think she needs like a rebrand that's like super long, like full down hair. Like I just, it just pisses me off. Like, it are you gonna like she I feel like you should volume. reach out. I'm and gonna, I think you should reach out. I'm gonna be like, like yeah, I've you should got, do that. And here, here's your pitch, right? I'm like, like Ariana, yeah. I have. If you're listening, I have your rebrand. I'm ready for you. Because it's just, I'm like, dude, it's got to, like, someone's got to give. And what are you going to be, like, 40 with a ponytail? Yeah. God, I hope not. No. I yeah. really hope not. You know what? Dolly Parton never rebranded, so That's she, look at her. Yeah. Big tits Dolly forever. Bar- she, I mean, it's just made them bigger. That's all <laughs> it is. So Ariana Grande's hair is just, the ponytail is just going to get bigger. No, bigger. I Soon can't. it's just going to be all hair. There's like no face. It's it like a no Sia 2.0. If she was like singing, like, no, like if she like stayed branded on her songs, like I'd be all for it. But right. I'm like, you can't, you literally have a song called 34, 35, right? Yeah. And it's mm. like, she's literally talking about 69. Yeah. And I'm like, take your hair. You Are you wearing that ponytail while you're 69? Oh, I, I bet you're not. Exactly. I was just about to say that. <laughs> I bet you're not. I bet you ripped that bitch out. So or like, he did. Or know. yeah, <laughs> there's no way it lasted. So that's all I'm saying. I'm like, I, there's no way. Like, man, Full it's just, just that snatched pony for life. And there's no way it's comfortable. And you know what? Maybe it's because the longer she wears it, the she just like has no hair because of it. Yeah. I'm yeah. Just by you saying that, like I was thinking about one of the videos we watched uh, recently on YouTube where she does <laughs> so the J- the Jimmy Fallon uh, voice impressions. Oh yeah. You know. Those, so good. Yeah. She's so good. So her hair is super slick back, like not a baby yeah. fly out. Yeah. But then once it once it goes to the the ponytail, it is enormous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm it's like, I bet you anything, it is. That short, like mm. super short, yeah. tied up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's some type be. of glue or whatever into the pony, and then yeah, I the just the rest. You know, who knows what else is going on in her life? Who knows? I mean, I'm just thinking right now, of Selena Gomez, <laughs> and, and the fact <laughs> the fact she's got you know lupus or whatever yeah. deals with health issues. I mean, I doubt Ariana Grande does. I have no idea, but I, I mean, don't know. Then maybe there's something to it. Maybe I want someone to release a statement. I need to know. And you know what? And most of my clients would tell you that I talk about this a lot. This Ariana Grande rebrand thing. It really like lives rent free in my head. You know what? Keep playing it out because soon it's going to happen. And you're going to be like, I told you guys because there's no way that anybody can go that long in that in that place in their career and not rebrand. Yeah. And just yeah, otherwise you're gonna end up like Britney Spears, just shaving, sh- off. like freaking out, you know. And then that's your rebrand. Good Save job. Britney. Can you what imagine? She went through some shit though. Yeah. I mean, I mean, damn. Oh god, poor. Britney. Yeah, I know. I feel so free, free yeah. Britney. Yeah, free Britney. Shout out to Britney. I know. What was it? Leave Britney alone. Oh, that guy. That? Yeah, Leave Britney alone. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> but anyways, let's get off this. Yeah, because what I was gonna say is like you should. What that just gave me an idea for is like we should have a TV show where you literally investigate people and things based on hair. Oh my god! Wow! Wow! Could you imagine what you could find out, dude? Savan has all the best honestly. Ideas. Um, 
people try i could find out a lot about a person based on their hair i know if you're doing drugs i know um like i know all types of shit by your hair okay give me like two things if you're on drugs sure oh well it's just like the way your hair lifts like it lifts funky i know i know if you're taking vitamins that your hair stinks Yeah, no, literally. Vitamins make your hair smell funky. Which um, ones? I can literally smell like hair and tell you what shampoo you use. I'm like, Orbe. Damn, I want an analysis by They're you. like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I get so excited. So I'm like, herbal essence. They're like, no. I'm like, don't lie. I can smell it. Dude, I will never forget like chi, chi products. Oh, I, yeah. 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 You know that chi smells, chi sells dog products. <laughs> They literally sell dog shampoo. You know what? People will do anything for their pet. And if they're using their sheep products for their hair, they're going to want their dogs to smell like that. Leave it. Yeah. Like to what you were saying. Yeah. Leave it up to a Persian man to figure out a way to sell more of his shit to people. Is is chi owned by a Persian? It is Persian because chi in the Persian word literally means what? What? So when a Persian says chi, they're literally saying what? I'm gonna write this down. Yeah. Take, so take notes, honey. Yeah. So when you got your what hair dryer and you're using your what oh shampoo, God. dude, I love. I was never yeah. really well. I was a chi girl for like when I was young, but as like a stylist, as like a professional stylist, I don't. I haven't really reached for chi in a long time. Yeah. But it, that used to be like the straightener when you were young was the chi. If you didn't have the chi. Yeah, you ain't cool. you. Yeah, yeah. you were. Yeah. Oh, I got a new chi like every Christmas. You yeah, know? and I got all the different ones. You know, and they were pink expensive. One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel and it's it's crazy to think too. Like back in the day, there were all these different products. Like my mom, I because I had to go to the style. Or I had to go to what was it, Cosmoprof. Yeah. You know, I'd have to go help her get all the products. Mm-hmm. All these like these scissors that cost literally forever forever money and then um, oh my gosh my friend always jokes about my shears he's like that's a car literally though yeah it really is like my four shears like probably total would be like a little over five grand altogether yeah it's like you're literally holding a car in your hand yeah like i want to like next time you need my hair done yeah i want to like come see you yeah come see me yeah you get it dialed in. I will say I'm a little per- <laughs> I'm a little particular with like the kind of hair I do. So oh, do you I not like blondes? No, I actually I, I the blondes are like my first love. Um, so I definitely do blondes. I just um, you're not. Gonna I don't do my take hair. A, I could do your hair. I just don't take a lot of like uh direction from my clients anymore. Like they kind of sit <laughs> so, down and like they'll give me like okay, this is what I like, and but then what I- you want to do is what you end up doing. Not in like a super creative way. Not where I'm like, oh, we're actually going purple today. Get over it. But it's like if someone's like, yeah, I come in every six weeks and get my hair blonde. I'm like, that's not for me. And mm-hmm. I'll just tell people no. Um, so I'm just like a more blended. But it's really because if I try to do anything else for you, you wouldn't like it. Mm-hmm. Because it's just like I don't know how to do it. So someone will bring me a picture and they'll be like, do this. And if it's not something that I already have done before and it's like someone else's picture, I'm like, I don't know how to do, do can you call them? I don't know right. what formula that is or like right. what I have no idea how to do like and it can it like kind of I think probably rubs people the wrong way mm. sometimes. But for me in my career now, and I'm about to be at nine years, I solid. Yeah, it's so crazy. But I just think it's more beneficial to just like be a hundred percent authentic and just mm-hmm. do like what you do because the people that stay are so much more enjoyable and the people that don't want to yeah. be there i'm never rude or like you know bratty or whatever i'm super honest and i'm always super helpful 
but I definitely don't take things that I'm like uncomfortable with anymore. Yeah. And I always say it like nice. that. I'm like, listen, if you if you're expecting me to do something like I'm uncomfortable with, I I don't want to be doing hair I'm uncomfortable with. And you shouldn't want me to be doing hair that well, I'm uncomfortable with. Well, and people with. come in with pictures that are what? Photoshopped, like highlighted. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just almost unrealistic. You know, like the things you see on Pinterest. I'm like, I always have screenshots. I'm like, yeah, this is what my I want my hair to look like, you know? And, and the hard part is, too, is like there's two avenues to this industry now. Um, and and consumers don't understand like the second part of the industry. So there's like a whole back end of the industry that is like industry. It's like getting noticed by brands, getting reposted, mm-hmm. um, winning awards, getting nominated for awards, like all these things. Totally. And there's really no shame in anyone's game anymore about like lighting professional cameras. Like just because like I'm taking picture a picture on a professional camera and maybe I'm like darkening the background or whatever um, doesn't mean that person walking around or like in in the perfect lighting doing all this stuff like. I'm taking these pictures to get noticed by brands. Yeah. I'm not necessarily any more worried about my social media presence to get clients. Yeah. So when people bring in pictures, I will show them like, do you want to see the, what this girl's hair really looked like before? Exactly. Yeah. And I'll show them and they'll be like, oh, so there's like this idea of like unachievable results because yeah. we are spending a lot of money on professional cameras, professional lighting, backdrops, all this stuff. We're manipulating the hair to stand a certain way to have a certain amount of volume. And we're doing all this stuff because we're trying to get awards and and brand deals and all this stuff. And so it's less about like my Instagram now is less about um, attracting a clientele as it is attracting an education platform for myself. And so I've had to switch gears into, I no longer am, am thirsty or hungry for the clients. If anything, I need to pump the brakes on the clientele because I'm Mm -hmm. too full. And now I'm switching gears into education and you have to completely switch. And so when someone brings in pictures, that's a client of mine. I have no problem being honest and being like, listen, that's not what anybody's hair looks like. (laughs) Yeah, no. And that's honestly what people need to hear. And that's like where we're shifting into, like in all areas, you know, even when it comes to health for me too, it's all education based. It's like, you want to look like this? Well, Well, here's like the nitty gritty to how to get there. Exactly. And it is. And I think like every industry, um, in the last probably 20 years has shifted so much in a way like our, my hair, my hair industry, like the hair industry is, it used to be like, let's, like get as many clients as possible. Let's get them in and out as fast as possible. And we, we're going to make it so they come in more for money. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like yeah. everybody talks about like bread and butter. My bread and butter is like my gray coverage. Okay. I mean, hey, I could literally <laughs> talk all day about bread and butter, gray coverage clients. Cause it's literally the least amount of money that you make. Yeah. Let's say you charge a yeah. hundred dollars for two hour gray coverage client. That's a hundred, that's a hundred dollars. No, that's $50 an hour. Yeah. I charge three seventy five in three yeah. hours for a highlight. That highlight comes in every six months. But if I'm full, if I fill my books with highlights, it's it's like literally three times the amount Girl, of money a year. Mine's like four fifty. Yeah, when so I that's, go, and that's like a partial foil. Yeah, four fifty like, is like damn. after tip. That's like yeah. what oh, I yeah. end at. Yeah, for so sure. So it's just crazy to me that people will be like, "Oh, you know what? I'm just gonna get as many of these short little clients in as I can, and I'm gonna have a full book, and that's just like good enough for me." Who the f- wants a full book? You're exhausted, number one. No, yeah. Number two, you're making a third of what you could be making. And these like OGs in this industry are like, yeah, bread and butter, bread and butter. Go get your pixie cuts and your and your gray coverage. And it's like, what? Like, what are you teaching these? Like, why are terrible. you doing that? Because it's like a it's a terrible practice. Mm-hmm. It's like it, you're making no money, if anything. And then you think about what gray coverage is. Um, 
you know, I've got huge overhead. I have tons of overhead when it comes to just like straight up permanent color because mm-hmm. it's the most expensive and I have to, have to use the most of it. So I'm at $50 an hour without my overhead. I'm probably down to minimum wage yeah. after my overhead. Right. Yeah. Which is like just wild to me. Like, mm-hmm. and, and that's just like a hundred dollars for a gray coverage is probably a little bit higher than, than what a lot of people are doing. So I could talk education wise about like just pricing and all day. And so now in this industry, we're creating, and I'm sure the health industry is like this too. It's creating like more longevity. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we're like lengthening things out. And so if I can make it so you don't have to come in and get your hair done for six months, you're going to pay me way more, Yep. but you're still going to be paying me less than if you were to come in and get it done every six weeks yeah. at a smaller price point. It's actually making a difference though. You and your I mean? hair looks good, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so it's the same thing with like, I'm sure health where it's like, yeah. we're like going to go back to like, like a holistic, I have a holistic doctor. Yeah. She's so expensive. She's mm-hmm. like $600 an hour. And I'm yeah. like, woman. <laughs> but what but she's able to provide to you and educate you is with so worth it. is so worth it. Yeah, yeah, no, it really is. You actually get something out of it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what was your question earlier? Is the ADD kicking in? Oh, how did I transition into education? I, we could go I, there if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, could go, we could go there. <laughs> how did I transition into education? How did you get out of that gray coverage? Okay. Yeah. I, you guys, I have four gray coverage clients. What's this? Out of my, wow. Hallelujah. Out of my 400 clients. I just four. four. Just, just four. four. And all of them get highlights. <laughs> I'm like, I'm Dude. not playing this game with you guys yeah i'm not yeah. no it's so it's such little money and i can't even like stomach it i'm just like do you enjoy crazy. them my gray coverage yeah yeah because they're like my older women okay mm. so at they're least, like at so least you fun. got that yeah hey, honey, so fun. can you come to- oh you my know? god they're like <laughs> the best they're all like probably like early 50s late late 50s and oh my mm. gosh they are just like they're like my second moms all of them they just i'm like so obsessed <laughs> with my gray coverage i've seen people in the industry like get rid of their gray coverage like completely and not offer it i'll never do that because that's every single client you have is going to become gray eventually yeah. so to like x out that clientele completely is just to me yeah. kind of like not very smart because like what happens when they get gray hair? Exactly, right? <laughs> you you got to provide that gray. Yeah. <laughs> oh, trust me. I, I highlight my mom's hair. I foil her yeah. hair. Like there have been so many times where I've been in the salon, like helping her out. Like if, you know, she was in the ATV yeah. accident we had, she's like, all right, you're doing today's hair. That's I'm a like, lot of trust on your mom, man. Well, she's standing right there. She's she, like, hey. Yeah, she she's can't move. She's telling her. him exactly That's like, what like, to do. Exactly. <laughs> like, she's telling me exactly what to do. And I, I did one day and I was like, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm not built I don't for know this. How, I don't know how you guys do it. I, I would know. be literally in pain. I have a friend who's like, you're so lazy. Your job's so easy. And I'm like, you know Dude, what? are you serious? You don't know energy anything. energy you put into each client. I mean, for me as a health coach, yeah. working with clients. Mm-hmm is exa- listening to their stresses and their struggles and what's going on in their life. I mean, you are absorbing all of that. Yeah. And, and I know you hear about all of it. Oh, plus yeah. more. There's yeah. a lot. And I really... You're the, ther- you're the therapist. You know what? I think my clients are kind of my therapist, but... Right. I mean, we oh. all, we're, learn- the we're learning from each other, yeah, which no, is they're so the best. beautiful. My yeah. clients are seriously the best. My clients love my dating life. Like That's amazing. My clients wait to come see yeah. me. Like, they're like, oh my God, I have been so excited for this appointment. I need yeah. to hear what happened with the guy. Dude, my clients they, like, me love that it. too. <laughs> they get so excited and they know they know so much they about know, my dating. They all so know funny. me now. It's amazing. It's so fun. And they'll come and they'll be like, okay, let me know. And I'll be like, who? 
because like they yeah. come in like every like, like wait, four one? months and i'm oh, like a oh. different one today and, and recently you know i've been dating and, and it some people have come in twice and they're like oh, are you still with the guy and i'm like yeah and they're like what that's a first because that never happened <laughs> they're like oh my god you're still with him is this is crazy yeah <laughs> that never happens i'm like oh which one i'm on to the next like <laughs> it's just quick rapid fire um no but it is a lot and so um you know i have friends in the industry that i feel like really adapt to each of their clients mm-hmm. and i just refuse to do that mm-hmm. i you know if i'm seeing three people a day um and three people a day who come in every six months so i think an a- right. probably an average for me is like about 300 clients a year yeah and it's just if i were to uh change myself or adapt to you as clients all day, every day, I would not be able to do it. And so there are a lot of people who don't continue to see me because Mm -hmm. they just don't maybe feel right in there or they feel like Mm -hmm. they need to be more pampered or whatever. I'm very upfront immediately. And it's to me, you have to adapt to me. There is one of me. There's 300 of you. If we don't drive, I have no problem telling you that we don't drive and you need to go. And that's just how I've done it in my business because it's the only thing that's kept me sane. Mm-hmm. Totally. I was just curious on those numbers real quick. You, How many people do you see a day? How many clients do you have a day average? A three. That really? Three, five, uh, three a day and then two on Fridays. Yeah. So five days a week. Well, okay. Yeah. I just wanted to get a perspective because my mom usually had about 15 to 20. So I do. Um, yeah. So the way the work I do is a little bit different. So all my clients are three hours and I don't double book myself. So are hers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I don't. Do, I don't do that. She See, would double and again. Triple. And so for me, that's just a mental health thing. I'm not doing it. And mm-hmm. at a certain point um, where I'm at now, I'll never be I'll never do more as far as like um I'll drop days off. So like I'm planning on dropping a day on like a Friday and then like pushing my Friday clients into my week. Mm -hmm. But um, at this point, I will only raise my prices. I will not continue to take more clients. Yeah. I'm at my max right now. Um, And like financially, I'm I'm I feel really good about it. And I'm just like not able like just mentally or emotionally to take more than I'm doing. And uh, yeah. And I also have my back end stuff. Like I'm not just doing hair. And I told my client today, cause she was asked me a question, something about doing hair. And I was like, to be honest with you, like I, this isn't where I get my fulfillment. I don't get my fulfillment behind the chair. Mm-hmm. I come here to pay my bills and that's about it. Yeah. Um, I love you guys and I love doing hair, but this isn't where I get like my passion for this yeah. career. Totally. I get it on the back end of like educating and traveling, working with the product development team. Like that is where I really enjoy mm. my job. My dad told me a long time ago, if uh, your passion cannot pay your bills and the minute your mm. passion starts paying your bills, it's no longer has to be your passion. It has to be your job and it, it can't be your passion anymore. And, um, as I don't my, believe that as well, as my life progressed, I really saw it because to me, it's like, if something is your passion, um, you get to do it when you want and you like to do it, but it's fit your job and it pays your bills. You have to go no matter what. And so in these, in these instances of like education and things like that, I love doing hair and I'm passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a lot of days where I'm like, these people, I'm not trying to go, but I have yeah. to, cause it's paying my bills for sure. And then I can go on the back end. Like I choose when I do education, those are all choices for me. And mm. that is where like, I feel that my passion is, I can be passionate about something and not resonate with it as my passion. Um, and so behind the chair to me is just like, I'll never stop doing it until something else pays my bills. Um, but like working with people all day, 
Like, like, hey, honey. OnlyFans. I was going to say, have you seen that uh, side? <laughs> Link in bio. Just kidding. <laughs> Don't go check. <laughs> you will not find Definitely. it. That'll go be my booking check. link. Go check. Book That's going to be a plus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, for me, I just looked. I stopped. Like, because there would be days where I'd call my dad and I'd just be like, oh, my gosh. Like, I just, I don't want to. Maybe yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and he just kind of explained it. Like, listen, it's your job. You don't get to just say, maybe I don't want to do this anymore. It's your job. Or if you're not going to do this anymore, what's your new job going to be? Because yeah. something has to pay the bills. Yeah. True. And so in order, so it's just like a mixture of things. And it's taken me a long time to figure out like my sweet spot. But mm -hmm. it's like being at work, having your job. And there are days where I have to like, when you're doing a passion job and you show up to work and you don't fucking want to be there, it no longer feels like your passion. And you're like, what's wrong with me? I'm not having a good day. Mm -hmm. This is my passion. I love doing this, but I mm -hmm. fucking hate being here right now. And it was really fucking with my mind and it was like man do i not want to do this do i not like doing this like is should i cut find a new career because i've had like at least three weeks of bad days <laughs> and i don't understand like why and then i had to like tap into my brain that's like imagine people who hate their job every day seriously who literally hate their jobs who do jobs because they make money or whatever i was able to turn a job that i loved into a job that paid me really really well mm -hmm. and so but because it's a job there are going to be days absolutely right but oh, yeah. my education days i don't have those right like when i go out and teach and like those are just like little morsels in my life and i'm just excited to do them mm -hmm. so that i use as my passion but i don't plan on being behind the chair the rest of my career mm -hmm. i'm planning on having something else make that money for me absolutely because yeah I was going to say, like, if you're transitioning, like, how do you figure out, OK, like I wanted to get to this point in hairstyling. Now I've got all this knowledge. I'm going to transition into the education side. How do you then allow the education side to pay your bills but never feel like I do not want to show up today? Yeah. Like you schedule stuff out and you're like, I'm stoked to do this. But yeah. there's so much window. Like that's what we do on production. It's like. I never book back-to-back productions anymore. I burned out so fast. Because you just need a break, yeah. Yeah, you're doing 20-hour days. Mm -hmm. You want to die. Mm -hmm. And so with your education side, like, what does that look like? I still am, like, really kind of dipping my toe into education. I'm fortunate enough to work for a brand. Um, and the brand uh, contracts me for education. Uh, right now, I do, like, one big show a year. and But you never really know if you're going to be a part of the show until pretty, like, close to the show they don't um, give you like a like a call sheet and like they do um but i'm talking like maybe a couple months they'll, oh, they'll okay. be like okay we're gonna ask you to come back but you don't always really know if you're gonna be a part of it or not like we have like core educators not core educators they don't you don't know if you're gonna be on stage they kind of change the lineup every year um and then i do small like zoom online classes i haven't branched out into independent education yet but probably for my own like confidence and then also because i'm still trying to figure out my lane mm -hmm. in education um everyone and their mom does lived in highlights <laughs> and it would just be foolish to me to go do lived in highlights yeah. um as an educator like there's people who like can kill it and they're not me so <laughs> it just i don't i just i could have taught that but you know when i was being asked to educate and do all these things it was just like this highlight thing is just like not my thing and like half the time don't quote me but half the time i don't i'm like a really intuitive hairstylist i'm like this feels right mm -hmm. this is good i like this angle this like i couldn't turn around and teach that and i knew yeah. that mm -hmm. um and then i really got into this naturally curly hair movement 
And I've really, really been running with it. And it's also a very mm. unsaturated community of hairstylists that yeah. really specialize in naturally curly hair. And so I jumped in like right at the right time. And I got nominated for two awards with naturally curly hair this year. And um, I taught naturally curly hair. I'm pretty sure, honestly, the, I was the first person to do that for the company that I work for. Wow. And now I'm trying to get into like actually getting into like designing and um, cutting uh, education. But there's a part of, you know, independent educators where like we have to have a lot of our own knowledge. So it takes time to be able to flip it. And I don't I I know I know a lot and I know what I do and I have my own techniques, but sometimes I get a little hard on myself and I'm I I feel like I'm like not knowledgeable enough yet. I had a woman, a mentor of mine, I'm not going to say names, but she walked up to me one day when I had first started teaching and I remember I was at the salon and I wasn't feeling fulfilled and I wanted to teach. I had been asking to educate for a really long time. Mm. I love mentoring. And they finally let me. And I was uh, offering a shadowing program. And you had to pay me to shadow me while mm. I was working. And then I would tell you like what I was doing. It was like 150 a day for anyone in the salon that wanted to do it. And I was the first person that had done that. So I was making money. That's amazing. Yeah. Nice. So one of my, you know, one of my mentors um, in the salon, she walked up to me and she was like, what makes you think that you can be an educator? And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> you know, because these are old school hairstylists that have been, oh, yeah. that have put in work. They have studied under like the Vidal Sassoon's of the world, and like, but they they fail to realize like we have grown so much as an industry, and like modern hair is so much bigger than mm. than what these like this small box that like Vidal Sassoon and Jean is what they put you in. Mm -hmm. We've got way more stuff going on now, and to me, like, it, it was. Sometimes I hear her in my head. <laughs> what makes you think you can do this? But with, you're just gonna turn around, bam. right? But with that, I was able to, um, I was able to constantly remind myself, like, what makes you think you can do this? And so I'm constantly taking classes. I'm constantly educating myself, and then I'm turning around and like finding my own lane and I'm finding my own way to teach something. And then I'm teaching like in the interim. So I'm, I'm kind of going back and forth. I have an awesome mentor, um, that works for me, works with me on the education side. And every time I do any type of education, she sits me down and has a meeting with me and really lets me know like what points I need to be like elevating in. And I'm really grateful to her for that. Um, because every class I teach, I have someone that sits me down and says, Hey, this is where you did really good. And this is where you didn't do so great. Um, and like next time let's do it different. And I take notes and like, we just hit the next class, but it is, it can be really hard to be, um, critiqued in that manner mm -hmm. for someone always like sitting you down and always telling you, but there was a moment in my career where I, I sat her down and I said, I need you. Like I'm taking this really seriously and I need you to take it seriously and I need you to care about my growth. And so now there is not, she used to not really have a lot of feedback for me. And, you know, I don't know with competitive cheer, but like mm -hmm. I learned that like if someone doesn't have feedback mm -hmm. for you, they're giving up on you. Yeah. And so after I said that, she never doesn't have feedback for me. And it's hard to hear sometimes. That's amazing. But it, it has like made me grow so much. And I just always felt about myself that like I was going to be great. And mm -hmm. I knew that like really young, like I always knew that I was going to do something great in this world. And I just like won't stop until I've done it. So what I'm picking up on is you are a trailblazer when it comes to hair and you're so intuitive and you have so much wisdom Yeah. when it comes to doing your thing and what you feel is right for this person at that time. You're like channeling yeah. in a sense you for their hair to. and it's hard to teach that to someone else because it's yeah. so unique and you are so mm -hmm. cutting edge and so advanced 
and ahead of the game, it's, if that makes sense. It's funny to hear you say this. I was just having a conversation with my friend. He just taught a class mm-hmm. and we don't get that kind of feedback very often mm-hmm. as like educators and like hairstylists because the people we're surrounded by typically in our own industry are the biggest and the baddest and the best. Right. So you don't get that from them. And yeah. so it's just interesting to hear someone's perspective that like mm. isn't in the industry or like doesn't know us and see what we do because we teach next to each other and we're like badasses yeah. in our own right. And so you never have another badass that's like, you're a badass. Like we just know <laughs> we're bad. Like, right. And so sometimes you have these people next to you that are, you're like, oh my God, like right. you are like my my whole like I want to be you but I don't ever have people that I I, and I I I would assume in the industry there's lots of people who look at me like that and I would never but because I surround myself with like the best and the brightest and the baddest I don't ever have people say that kind of stuff so I appreciate it yes absolutely because we're just just what I'm feeling and picking up on well thank you yeah I think the biggest thing for me was not being what someone else needed me to be exactly and I um I stick up for myself a lot in that realm because this this industry it's really easy to um try to fall into someone else's lane Um, especially when you're trying to like build a successful business, it's like, there's the blueprint that's been done before you, of course, just do that blueprint, but that blueprint can be exhausting. It can be, um, yours. No, it can be inauthentic. It can Mm -hmm. be all these things. And like, listen, if you want to talk about sex, drugs, and alcohol in my room, we're talking about it. And that's how I run my business. Um, we can talk about what the fuck ever you want. I like, honestly, like we, we talk about wild shit in there and it's so fun. I have such a good time with my clients, with my good clients. Right. And even with my clients that I'm maybe pick up and this maybe is bad practice for me, but again, I don't care. Um, (laughs) when you're that good and I will, and I will tell them I don't care. (laughs) I love it. If if they, if they're like stuffy or like prudy or whatever. And like, I'm just like talking, I'm just talking about my life and like they're not really into it like I'm gonna then they probably won't come back to me and I actually have no feeling about that no it's fine because you guys aren't in alignment and that's what you want you want to be in alignment with your clients and you want to choose each other you don't want to force anything or be fake like but but there's been this thing in the industry that's like you gotta like cater to the client get the client get the money and I'm like there's plenty of people to go around like everybody has hair Everybody, every human will (laughs) RIP to the people that don't. Sorry about it. But even if you don't have hair, we can give you some. Um, But it's to me, it's just like cut their wig. Exactly. You don't have to be something that you're not. And I and I see people all the time. I think that just like you talk about like burnout and I see people all the time in the hair industry that are so tired and they're so burnt out either because they're trying to make a buck or they're making so much money by catering to other people that they can't stop. I, and have, a, I have a third one, so I don't want to interrupt. No, you, but good. toxicity is a big one too. Oh yeah, all those toxins you guys are exposed to, like touching the hair. Oh, products, you mean like Ed, literally? I'm thinking about. Like, I mean, I mean, in after hours, <laughs> she's, after hours, she's too. toxic. Oh, and, and energy for sure. I mean, there's so many different like, uh, what do you want to call it? Variables. Energies. Yeah, variables no, there's, one. there's so many different buckets of where mm. toxicity can come from, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? In the hair industry. And, you know. Yeah, you're talking about real like, toxins. You need, a, you need a detox. You need to yeah. physically, emotionally, mentally, all of it. Yeah. You yeah. know, there's Dude, days. I got headaches when uh, I'd be at the salon. And I don't, I don't have a hard time. There is one service I do that I. Perms. Is, 
I don't do. I, I don't, hate no, I'm not perms. perms. No fucking way. Um, I do. Uh, I do a like a straightening treatment, like a keratin oh, treatment, oh. and those ones like literally have formaldehyde in them. Yeah, so and I have to like say. limit mine. There are people. I mean, they're such good money. It's like literally, you know, there it's low, 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 low overhead, and then you're you're like raking it in. So it's sad to see mm. the industry that like is like we're gonna like put our health at risk yeah. in order to make some money. Um, I. What you know, your mom, you said your mom did like 15, 20 a day. Yeah. I will never. Yeah. I will never. I don't she know would, how she, she would triple that. stack. So she yeah. would have someone come in, like she would have a highlight coming at nine. She'd get them dialed, ready to go under the hood. Nine, 930. Have, yep, she'd next have one. Then someone else. Then she'd have in. someone else. She, no. Yeah. Yeah. And I, just rotate that. The and then have a, have a, have a gray, like a gray or a cut or yeah. a style. Yeah. And I see people do that all the time, and I think it's like a great money maker. But I don't really know how long. It's not sustainable, especially with okay. So like modern hair is fucking wild. The shit we're doing, the amount like I think you know, twenty years ago when we were just like pumping and dumping foils, um, that mm-hmm. you know that was quick. We weren't doing root shadows. We weren't doing wet balayages. We weren't doing and the the pictures people bring in. It's like they're wanting just like the wildest stuff, <clears throat> and. I it's exhaust and it's mm-hmm. like tiring and I would probably need to do 15 clients a day. I would need at least two assistants. Yeah. Um, and yeah. probably at least three chairs to do what I'm doing because there's so much going on at once. Um, I, and I refuse. I just refuse to well, sit there. You can't and do really that. be present with your client. Either. And so that's my it does, thing. It's a disservice to you and the client. Like in this day and age, at least. I'm sure your mom rocked it. Yeah, but and it was different. Yeah, but it's so different now. It was different. Yeah. And, and I, I agree with that, the yeah. the taking away from your client, because mm-hmm. I, we, we like kick it in People there. People are there for a reason. We get drunk, yeah. like we chill, <laughs> we talk so much Oh, that's much brilliant. Shit. Getting drunk with shears next to the Oh my God, it's lit. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be like drinking. One of my clients is like my age and she's so cute. She like owns a holistic um, like doctor's office and um, she's like a dating machine. I'm like always so amazed by her. I'm like, you go on so many dates. I love it. I can't do it. I can only date one person yeah. at a time. It's just how my brain works. She's like, no, she's like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, new, new dates. And that she's like i i'm amazed by it but she's always like have a drink with me and a lot of times i don't eat during the day Mm. it's like a really bad hairstylist practice it's like it's terrible it's like the joke of like we have coffee for lunch and dinner and it's so real it is my mom had a latte venti latte glands and it's your metabolism honey well and it's literally like because you know coffee's gonna make you not hungry so i'm like oh it's fine (laughs) you just don't have time so I'll be like, I'll be like at the end of my day and I'm like having a drink with her and I'll be in the middle of my drink. Like, oh no, I got to stop. I'm like, <laughs> I've had like half of a white claw and I'm like on my oh, ass shit. and I'm like, I'm not going to finish your hair. So I'm going to stop. It's so funny though. I like love, I, so I just can't, I could never imagine being like so booked and busy just for a dollar amount. And the dollar amount I'm at right now per year is so wildly higher than I could have ever imagined myself doing mm. that. To me, it almost feels like unnecessary. And and of course, like right. reach for your dreams, do your stuff, like make good money. But, um, you know, I had a month in August where I was able to call my dad, me and my dad, like we like go at it with money. I, and I, <laughs> I think he has fun, but I'm always like, how much did you make? <laughs> and I've never beaten him. I like beat him like day to day, it. week to week maybe, but I've never beaten him like monthly. And I definitely have never beat him yearly. <laughs> and August, I've and beat him nice. and it was so i was like oh my god here it. we go i'm home <laughs> and it was like so crazy because in my head like you know growing up it's like your parents are who you want to be and like mm. that's what you're that you're 
what your goal is. Another crazy thing about my parents is my dad raised us to think that like a hundred thousand dollars was all you needed a year. What? What? Do you know how fast you can spend a hundred thousand dollars? So fast. I've done it in about four days. It literally blows my mind. Like I'm like looking at my life, like you made it. And then I'm like, Oh my God, life is really expensive. (laughs) And then I'm looking at my parents, like how did you guys survive? With How us. did you guys yeah. literally, you know, my mom, when my brother was born, she stayed home for a while. And my dad just worked. I'm just thinking like, how the fuck did you guys live off of this? Because in my head, I'm like, oh, no, we're good on six figures. I'm good. No, because I'm not. No. I'm barely good by myself. Right. And I'm thinking about, OK, so now you got it. Let's just say let's just say eating a man. I always say like whoever I whoever I marry, he can totally be a stay at home dad. I'm cool with it. And I'm like, okay, so, so now you want to be my parents? Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> it a hairstylist, man. No. Hey, all the men out there, get you a hairstylist. I'm telling you, like <laughs> it's lit. I uh, lit. I'm no. telling you, it's so dope. But I'm just saying, like, now- be, be please be from the same area code at least. Oh yeah, or the same like background. But I say all the time, I'm like, yo, you you can stay home with the kids. I don't even care because I'm just like, I don't want to stay home. No, you take care of them. Yeah, yeah. and and I'm like, <laughs> if you don't want to work, like by all means, I love my job. I make good money. It would be crazy for me not to work. That's how I feel right? about it. I look yeah. at my life and I'm like, bro, if you're really gonna ask me to stay home, you're off your rocker because I could like squish what I have right now into two days and be cool and be well, yeah, good do that. Money. So if someone was like, no, I want like like you know those like real traditional men that are like no i yeah. want you to stay home i'm like are the you East- dumb <laughs> the eastern europeans that come over here i'm like ew like you better be rich as fuck. <laughs> and even then like can i at least make my own spending money like <laughs> seriously but yeah I, I no i totally would do a stay-at-home dad thing but then i think like okay so i got myself barely scraping by with that just mm. kidding I'm, I'm doing fine i was gonna say you're doing fine let's say we get two kids and a stay-at-home dad killing it but like mm-hmm. I gotta I'm gonna have to work more, raise my prices. But that's the thing. Like that's what I'm telling you. It's like everything that I had growing up, people always thought it was my dad. It was all my mom. Which is so sad. Like that. Yeah. And here's the thing about me though. I just I just walk around and look like I make money. So <laughs> that that is <laughs> they'll, they'll never think it's him. They'll always think it's me. They'll be like, oh no, she makes money. It's not him. <laughs> that's just it's just how you carry yourself, you know? You just got to look like you're a badass. Yeah. <laughs> because you are. But I think it's That's- sad, though, that, like, people, like, women can make so much money, especially in today's society. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing about hairstylists. What I've realized working with, like, the business men of the world mm-hmm. is they really all think that we're dumb as fuck. They do. I know. It's so they do. sad. Which it's is crazy. Unreal. I saw this guy. This guy walks around on TikTok, and he does this thing where he's like, oh, um, how much do you make, and what do you do? This, oh, the car guy. Yeah. And this girl, she, he asked her, how much do you make and what do you do? And um, she's like, oh, I'm a hairstylist. I make, she said something that was like, to me, very like wildly it should possible. Be a, yeah. I think she probably, let's just say she said like 175 a year. And everyone in the comments is like, yeah, fucking right. Blah, 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 blah. No fucking way. And it's just like, are you guys dumb? Like, do you know how to do math? That's yes. why. Like, ask your girl how much her hair costs. And then I want you to do and ask her how long it takes. And I want you to do the math. And I love sitting down and doing the math with people. I'm like, okay, let's say I do, and this is low end. Let's say I do this much, this many days a week. Da, 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 da. This is how much you make. And they're like, what the f-? businessmen of the world think hair stylists are stupid because unfortunately, a lot of times we are. The I mar- have met. Uh, you yeah. have, right? But it's not in the way that you would think. So 
this 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 business that we own money just comes in and there's just like yeah you guys cash cows you don't have to do anything to get the money it just sits in your chair and most of the time especially in the pacific northwest there's not enough hairstylists to feed all of the the consumers yeah so why it's you, so easy why do i think my mom when i was i mean 15 to 20 people a day that's ridiculous dude and that's the thing like she, when she told me she's like Savon, you have like the strength you uh, you've t- i've taught you everything like please just take over the salon and at that point i was like getting into all the flying and production right. stuff i was like hell no i am not standing on my feet for almost 10 hours a day have my no. arms raised up and inhaling all this you crap. You could have done it different though. But you, you could have done it different. So let, let's yeah. say let's say you're spending a hundred. Let's say you're I could you're, that you're was charging, ten years ago. So let's say you're charging a hundred dollars an hour and you have fifteen clients a day. Oh, trust Why me. Why not I, up your prices to three hundred an hour? Have ten of those people fall off. Now you're seeing five people a day. You know what I mean? Like I know there's ways know. and the, but then there then there's that compassion thing and this mm-hmm. is why I think business men of the world because i don't think business women of the world thinks hairstylists are that stupid i think it's the men um we can be oh it's, real- de- it's definitely women too. like my mom had some like so i mean she had really really high up clients right yeah both, in this like, area men for and sure. women mm-hmm. yeah but it's like a looking at those numbers like when you were like you know this is how much you know hairstylists make like i looked at the numbers that my mom made i'm like okay i can blow past a doctor Basically, oh, like blow, past like blow past doctors. This shit is wild, and it's yeah. and it's honestly like wrong to me. Like it, like you look at like society, right? And you look at teachers and doctors. Now you got fucking hairstylists in the corner. And listen, I get the whole argument of like we're artists and we're a luxury service and yada yada yada. But society has made hairstylists these things that you need, right? You yeah, you have to. Everybody have them. has it, and I I have always said. That hair is a um, depression, recession-proof job. And everybody's like, no way. Well, COVID proved to me yeah. that people will spend their last dollars on feeling good. Oh, they yeah. will. They will save their last pennies and they will have you and they will charge whatever. But it's hard for me compassionately because it's like, damn, sometimes I look at people. And then here's the thing. I don't get my hair done very much and I definitely don't pay for it. Oh, no. So I have a hard time looking at people paying. There was a lot of years of my life where people were paying me to do their hair. And I was just looking at them like, are you guys kidding me? Yeah. This is crazy. That was so much money. Extensions. Oh, my gosh. When people hand oh, me $3,000, I'm like, are you <laughs> sure? Like, you know, and you have to have that confidence in yourself where you're like, yeah, yeah, give me that money. Yeah. You know, but it's really it's really tough. I think that, you know, hairstyles have got such a bad rap because, number one, we're flighty. Number two are big partiers. There's, it's really easy to be a partier and oh, a, yeah. a hairstylist. You can just show up to work hungover. You could show up to work drunk. Nobody would really know. No. Um, I'm old now. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> but there's been plenty of times in my life where I was like laying down, literally laying down on the bathroom floor in the salon, just <laughs> trying not to die before my next client. <laughs> um, we also, uh, I think hairstylists are like huge tax evaders. <laughs> <laughs> Like literally, if you Google um, what is the average uh, income of a hairstylist, it'll literally say twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, because what the fuck? <laughs> well, I mean, especially until like the last, I'd say probably eight, five, five to eight years, everything was cash. Right, and everything. Still, I'm like, hey, y'all, start bringing the cash because yeah, um, I'm like IRS, don't come get me. <laughs> I do pay my taxes, um, but it's just interesting and. And I think that like hairstylists, that you don't have to do a lot to have a successful business. Yeah. You just don't. And so I had this situation going on with the studio that I'm in and I'm having a lot of trouble with the landlords. 
Mm-hmm. I also have um, a CEO who own who who's a head of the company that I am am branded with. Yeah, and uh, they were giving me such a hard time about like fixing stuff, and they were like not meeting regulations, and they were very specifically needing to fix something that they weren't fixing. Ooh. I went to my CEO, and he was like, "Well, you know, this is what you need to say," and blah blah blah. Like, have they done this and whatever. The minute I brought them like actual like legal jargon, they literally fixed my issue within like six minutes. Oh yeah. And it's just so crazy. And what I've all, what I've learned about doing hair is that you number one, never know who you're working with as far as a hairstylist or the client. You never know who's sitting in your chair. Sometimes I find out what my clients do for work and I'm like, I, I wish I would have never asked. I actually don't ask about jobs anymore. Yeah. When I'm working in the city of Bellevue, I just don't talk about what you do for work. I might say like, oh, what do you do for work? I do not pry unless you want to talk about it. Because to be quite honest, I don't want to know. Yeah. Because I, when I find out certain jobs and certain things and all this stuff, I'm just like, oh, God. And I could have been totally confident five seconds ago. And then I just found out what you did. And now I'm shitting myself because you, I know how much money you make, which is so dumb, right? It's like the fact that that's how we think, but I just don't ask anymore because you never know who you're dealing with. And then as a hairstylist, like when you're messing with people, I have so many tools in my arsenal, just in the form of clients. Mm -hmm. I know so many clients and so many different business professions. I know lawyers, I know doctors, I know uh, real estate people. I know this, I know that there is no hairstylist if anything were to happen to you as a hairstylist you have at least one person who it's happened to before and who can help you with it yeah it's the coolest job because of that because there's nothing i'll like open up about my life and like things that have happened my dating situations and the more you get to know your clients the more they start telling you shit and you're like, oh, shit. They're like, so-and-so did that to me. And and you're like, oh, shit. And so there's nothing I've ever really been through in my life that I haven't sat down and talked to a client about who didn't have some type of like input or help for me or have some type of resource or or like whatever. It's just like so crazy every single day. Like you never know who's sitting in your chair. Oh, it's so true. Like it's been a wild ride. Like my mom, the different people, like I've learned more medical stuff, like legal jargon, like different business things. Like no one can with you yeah really like, and it's so crazy i will never forget the so i got my when i was turned 16 i got my driver's license on my 16th birthday i'll never forget i drove to pick up my mom from work and we had an escalate at the time so my brother's like let's take the escalate and go pick up mom <laughs> and so we drive down and my brother of course runs in and just like swan got his license this is this great my mom had this client we all we always call him ferrari guy because he would get a new ferrari every two years i'll never forget he turns in the chair and you're just like Congrats, man. Happy birthday. Check it out. Flicks me the keys to this Ferrari. And I was just like, really? He's like, yeah, you know, just, you know, don't scratch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, oh, what? And then, and then here, okay, that here's, happen to me. here's the kicker. The, um, my, you know, my mom was just like, do not start it. And he just turns it. He's like, Ramik, I know you can afford two of those. <laughs> Which is so wild. And sometimes I feel like we should keep it a secret. Yeah. Like sometimes I think like hairstyles should be just like the world's best kept secret. And I always get into this when I'm dating. I feel like I'm so proud of myself. And so, you know, I remember my highest day ever was like some crazy number. And I like called up the guy I'm dating at the time. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you'll never guess how much money I made. This is <laughs> crazy. And I'm saying it in a way that I'm not, I'm not like boasting. I'm not bragging. I'm just like, 
this is so wild. But depending on your mindset, mm-hmm. you're going to decide if mm-hmm. I'm boasting or bragging. And it yeah. just changes the dynamic. And it mm-hmm. sucks because I'm like, dude, this shit is wild. Like when I talk to my dad about it, like he is so proud of me. He's like, it, what did he say the other day? He was like, it's a sad day or it's a it's a weird day when like your dog, your child makes more money than you. Like, like <laughs> that's like fucking crazy. Um, but it's just to me like it. Maybe we should all kind of keep it to but it's so fucking cool. It's like I would have never. I knew that the potential was like huge, but I never knew that yeah. the potential was like this. Yeah. The key thing is that I think you touched on it a little a little bit before is like there are like the reputation of hairstylists, you know, that the partiers, they're like you're young, you're just going out and doing whatever. But the they really are crazy people. They are crazy. Yeah. Emotions, all the stuff up the ass. Yeah, art. There were artists that were yeah, like. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Oh my god. We like cry all the time, and then we, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like the coolest people. Ever. Yeah. But the key thing is, are the you really see it too, like between the different hairstylists, is like the ones that are smart with their money, save wisely, buy the things that they need, save for later, and then the other ones that are like, oh my god, I made a hundred thousand dollars this year. How much do you have in your bank account? Two bucks. Right. You're right. Like, Where did that money well, go? Here's the thing. Like then owning your own business, like, yeah, you can pull in a hundred thousand dollars. We know how much goes going out to taxes. That shit is a bitch. Yeah. yeah. You know, I right now I drive like a beater car. Like my car is struggling. I, mm-hmm. I like I, my friend lost my key. And so I like have to like slip it in this slot. I don't have like the. Fucking, oh my god! Uh, it's just too much. The front is like falling off, and I'm. It's got like, I think I'm like so close to paying it off, and I'm like, fuck it. and I want a new car so bad, but I'm like, no, like I don't need one, and I'm gonna drive this fucking beater. I literally live in the same building I work in, so I don't really need to drive. Yeah. Um. And so I'm like, eh, whatever. Like, I won't drive it. But you're right. Like there are people. Like there are a lot of hairstylists. It's, well, when when you're young, you know, you're like, oh, fuck it, we're gonna go on trips a brand designer stuff is like huge in the hair industry. Like we like, we're all a bunch of brand whores. Um, I'm like kind of coming out of my phase of being like needing brands and like stupid shit. Like the (laughs) amount of thousand dollar shoes I own is like, it makes me sick. (laughs) And I, I like look back. Here's what happened to me though. It was like, I went from working at a salon making commission and then I opened my business in COVID and it like boomed. And I would have, what the, I was like, I'm thinking I'm going to be over here struggling. I'm working seven days a week. Like then I'm looking at my numbers and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is what? So I'm like, I'm going to go buy myself a bag. I'm going to go buy myself some shoes. Oh, it's my birthday. Thousand dollar shoes. I deserve it. Yeah. I'm just like constantly buying myself (laughs) shit that I saw my friends buy around me that I like that I looked up to these people. And so I like just kind of come off the like, okay, stop buying yourself expensive shit. This is stupid. I do still have these little like tinges of like. Some you deserve nice things. I was yeah, gonna say, like, do you have to the what extent are you gonna go? I you know, know, I have so many, and that I'm just like, I probably should stop. I mean, like, and it, it it's just ridiculous. And I, what did Drake say? Like, if like you have to be able to buy it twice. Like, I, yeah, okay, so. that's my mom's philosophy. Yeah, Everything that twice. she bought in life is like, if you buy it, you have to have enough money to back it up. Yeah. So because we get so much cash, I've been doing this. Like, I follow this girl on Instagram. I'm not, I would shout her out, but I don't even know what her thing is. <laughs> um, but she like saves cash. And I, mm. I, she takes her like pay, she like cashes her paychecks, divvies it out and then puts it back in the bank just for her own, like to see it. And she's like, Oh, I want three times my rent. I want this. I want that. I want this. Mm. So I get so much cash on a day to day basis that I do it on, I don't pull any money out. I just like use the cash that I get and I start, I've started to save it in these like this little envelopes and I save, I have like, you know, my, I already have like a Christmas gift fund and I have like, I do have a three times my rent fund. Mm-hmm. I have like, I have all these things. Um, 
nails and I pull out of it. And like, these are little things that like are just like a uh, nest egg money for mm-hmm. myself, but I just started doing this. So like first, I think like first year business owners, I wish I could go back and like been a little bit smarter, but also like go nuts. Like first year business owners who are like killing it. Like, you know what? Take your first year. If you, you know, if you're just like at zero at the end of your year and you don't owe any money, like good for you, like save your taxes. If you had zero profit, like whatever, man, just fine. Or whatever. If you spent all your money you made on taxes or whatever, or your life, like I look back at my first year of business owning and I was like, I only went buck wild. (laughs) I was traveling all the time. Like money was not a thing. Like I was, woo, you know, whatever. And now I'm like, okay, bitch. <laughs> Reel it in. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Your apartment's ridiculous. You do You're not need to be 30. spending. Literally, literally. You, <laughs> do you want a family? You idiot? <laughs> like, I'm like, you're almost, thir- you're all, yeah, you're almost 30. The apartment I live in is uh, beautiful. I'm obsessed with my apartment. Beautiful apartment. You have an amazing view from that. I do. That apartment. I literally have a view from this, of the space, you know, from downtown Bellevue. It's uh, wild. Wow. I have a sunset view. I'm obsessed with my apartment. I have a corner unit, like wall to wall, like floor to ceiling windows. Um, I, I'm like, love my apartment. But it's so wildly expensive mm-hmm. for just me. It's and like insane. I definitely splurged. And I knew I was splurging when I did it. Um, and my dumbass was like, oh, look how much money I'm making. Okay, so you can't like triple your expenses while not tripling your income. Yep, yep. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so I I essentially did that. Um, and then I was like, Oh, I gotta triple my income. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I my you know, I had this one goal. Like I have I have goals for the month and I have which means I have goals for the days, the weeks, whatever. So I have a goal for the month and I was like, damn, you gotta hike this shit up. And so I did. I raised my prices immediately. And my poor clients, they probably think that, like, oh, look, it's just time for her to raise your prices. No, bitch, my apartment is fucking <laughs> expensive as fuck. prices going up. <laughs> yeah. My mom didn't raise her prices in I think almost 10 years. No, that's sick. Twice a year. I know. Ugh. I know. But my she was unique. I mean And what's crazy is like imagine what she was doing with that. Imagine what she could have been doing if right. she rose her prices. That's like wild. Yeah. Oh, so much missed opportunity there. I mentor this. I'm really, I am like, mm. don't you gotta understand if you if you provide it and it's worth it, they will come. And no matter how much it costs, like I have people, I was always like, oh, I don't wanna um, I don't wanna like disrupt the the people. I'm 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 gonna work weekends because uh, what if they can't come in? Or I'm gonna always have like a nighttime appointment or whatever. And I'm I took weekends off. You did nighttime appointments? So I work till eight, two days a week. Are you serious? Yeah, but I don't come until noon. I'm a sleep, um, I'm a sleepy girl. I like to sleep. You are not a morning person. You know what's crazy though? Moving into a natural naturally lit apartment like just like from the windows i am up i'm up at 7 a.m now i'm cleaning the house i'm playing my music taking my dog on like a mile walk it's like wild um (laughs) and now i love it because on my days that um i work at noon i have from 7 a.m to noon it's like a whole day yeah now when i'm at work till eight i come home and i'm like don't talk to me Someone wants to come over. I'm like, no, I need this space. <laughs> I'm like not. literally on the couch for an hour in my bed, TikTok for an hour, go to sleep. I'm like in bed by 10. Like I'm it, I'm like an old woman. I moved, I moved in by myself. I moved out of my roommate's apartment and then I moved into my own with this natural light and it was immediate. I'm an old lady. Don't talk to me. Dude, natural lighting is the best. It's yeah. game changer. And I, I don't know if I could ever switch back. Don't. And I don't see why you would, right? But like natural lighting is expensive. Like 
around here, like if you want a naturally lit apartment, especially one like mine, I have so much light in my apartment. Like your windows are enormous. Well, it's my whole wall. I know. Two walls. It's top to bottom. Yeah, it's like insane. <laughs> I love it though. Oh yeah. So I have two days of morning appointments. I go ten to seven, and mm-hmm. then I have two days of evening appointments, twelve to eight. So my five o'clock appointments are always booked. Like religiously booked weeks and weeks out and so if you need a five o'clock appointment um you're not getting one most likely oh totally and i don't work weekends anymore so i'm off at four on fridays and then i don't work saturdays or sundays um everybody is like astonished that i don't work saturdays and sundays as a hairstylist but wow you don't need to i don't need to and again if you provide it and they think it's worth it they will come I had I had a girl come in not too long ago and she always comes in at five o'clock, like religiously. I've never seen her before five o'clock. And she came in at noon. And I was like, what the heck? You're in at noon. I was like, you're here so early. She's like, Yeah, you didn't have any fives for a while. Like, damn. So it just there goes go. to show that people will make time. They for will it. make time. They will figure it out. The reason I took um weekends off was because everybody was working on their computers. Yeah. And so everybody's working in the salon. Yeah. You know, I literally I, bring my laptop to my hair appointment. Yeah. And we don't yeah. care. Yeah. And I'm just like, honestly, it's probably better that I don't talk. So I just focus. Yeah, like sometimes, <laughs> yeah. I'll be chatting and then I'm like, oh shit, taking my, I'll, I'll be in the middle of an appointment and be like, damn, I'm taking my sweet ass time. Let me just shut up for a second. Let me finish this. <laughs> 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 but it's like so crazy. And yeah, weekends are like not, that important so i eventually my goal eventually is to be down to four days i'm at five which is like kind of excessive for most hairstylists five is like a lot of days to work um i have a six hour day on fridays and i have two eight hour days on wednesday thursdays so if i take away my whole six hour day and i add an hour to wednesday and thursday and i work 11 to 8 and i'm working a nine hour day i can literally eliminate a whole six hour day by working two nine hour days that's what I would do. Because all my appointments yeah. are three hours, right? And so yeah. it's crazy because I'm over here like, I'm going to wait till um, New Year's mm-hmm. and uh, I will I will change it. I'm just like trying to like get through the year. But um, yeah, I'm definitely doing that. I'm down yeah. to four days. I'm like, sorry, Friday through Sunday, you're not seeing me. Yeah, that's sweet. They're going to shit themselves though. Yeah. They're going to be like, where did she go? No, literally. And it's just like, you guys, like I can't, I'm already working so much to fit people in. Yeah. And people are just going to have to start. I'm so accommodating right now because I live in the same building I work in. So it's easy. It's so easy for me to pop yeah. down there. Yeah. To the point where like I had to draw a boundary because it was like, someone's like, oh, can you come in on Saturday? I'm it's like, so easy. okay, well, yeah. you know, I have this extension. <laughs> I guess I can go downstairs. Right. Yeah. And it's like, I have this extension client who flies out of state. She comes, she comes into Seattle yeah. to see me I've, and her service is at least $2,000 every time she comes in. Damn, and when she's like, oh, it. I can only come out on a Saturday. I'm like, okay. But I will say she's the only person I come in for now on right. Saturdays. And I was even doing like, oh, if you pay 20% more, I'll come in for you on, on off hours and on my days off. Okay. Well, everybody fucking was willing to pay 20% more. And I was like, okay, well, this is stupid. (laughs) Like, that's great. Okay. Well, newsflash, everybody, we're raising our prices 20% because apparently nobody gives a no, and they're willing to pay. (laughs) Yeah. And so I had to just be like, you know what? Like August was a crazy month for me. I was super busy. It was my birthday. Like there was a lot going on in August and it was the highest month I've had in my entire career, but I worked like a f-ing dog. I literally worked so much and I, I stopped and I just was like, you know what? I will never do that again. And then I had this one thing where I, I was like, okay, this girl really needs to get in. She wanted to come in like at 10 AM on a Wednesday and I don't work till noon. And, um, 
I just forgot she had an appointment. Like I literally didn't, I didn't even <sighs> no. know. She, my phone, I was at like the phone store, like getting my phone fixed. I had no idea that she was there. She's calling me. My phone's off. My phone's getting fixed. I'm like, mm, I don't work till <laughs> noon on Wednesdays. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like I literally, I, and, and I have that moment. I was like, okay, if you're working yourself so hard that you don't, that you just like forgot <laughs> that you opened up an, a couple hours for yourself um you gotta stop and at that moment I was uh, for me I was like you know what I'm done I'm not taking anyone out of hours anymore I'm not coming in on weekends I'm not doing anymore I do just fine I, I get a little bit like money mongrelly like I get a little like more 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 I'm like oh shit because sure. when you pay a rent any time you're not in there is money lost mm-hmm. yeah um so it's really really hard for me to separate like alone time and like mm-hmm. you time versus like money time because yeah. all all the time is money time mm-hmm. when you're a hairstylist when you i need to get into like making passive income yeah because when you're a hairstylist the only time you make income is when you're working and yeah. so and then you're a hairstylist you're, my job isn't that fucking hard so mm-hmm. showing up to work is like okay if you're about to make two thousand dollars in six hours yeah get your ass to work but where's the line like where do you draw the line of like you I mean you could do that every day so right. where's the yeah. line of being like you know because i could be like oh well if you took two clients you could make four thousand right well that's 12. like me too like cl- like i enroll my clients into memberships and they're thirty two fifty, you right. know for an annual membership or whatever and it's like okay i'm going in tomorrow I, I'm actually going into work tomorrow yeah. because I'm catering to this one person yeah. who wants to do, you know, a hundred dollar service. Yeah. Put her in a machine. And you have you know? to take the like, money out of it because yeah. it's like if you don't eventually it it's that greediness. Yeah. It's that like, you know, I yeah. I never whenever I'm like um seeing someone or knowing someone or like getting to know someone and they try to tell me like a dollar amount would make them happy. Like, oh, if I could just make a million dollars, if I could just make a hundred thousand dollars, because I was that person. I was like a hundred thousand dollars a year, I'm good. No, there, because you start living your lifestyle off that number. Right. And so I had to stop myself and be like, OK, the the number cannot make you happy because your the number will, can always you get bigger. Be happy first. Absolutely. Yeah. And so and there has to be a boundary where like if money is what makes you happy, money is what drives me. I'm a very like uh, I'm very driven by numbers. I, Are I you really, Leo? <laughs> did he tell you? No, I am Leo. He doesn't even know what that means. I am Leo. I knew. So she is the third wheel of the th- like you, Lauren, and Kayvon would just like. Oh my God. Just we should do a, a third episode no, here. Okay, yeah. what I was going to say earlier, I can finally say it is can you imagine if we had just been at J Pub just with a fucking mic in, front, oh in, in the middle of the table? <laughs> so it would have been the, lit. So for the people that don't know, the reason I know Tiffany is because she used to work at J Pub. I forgot I worked there. I thought we just hung out. Yeah. I really <laughs> did work there. And so because Kayvon and I would go there during COVID. And hang out. She was the server. And so that's how I met you. And I and hated my job. Like and so I would hang out with them outside. It. And I would literally, um, I would just not go inside. I'd be like, oh, they probably need more. And this is how we met. Like, we didn't yeah. meet. Like, hey. we met because I was like, yo, I'm hanging out with you guys because you're outside. Yeah. They were always outside. And I did not want to go work. J-Pub was a, a hellhole. <laughs> <laughs> and I hated my job. And when I quit that job, actually. I remember. I was um, doing hair. I would go from my salon that I was working at to the bar. And I remember one night I just called my best friend and I was just sitting in my car, like sobbing, Aww. like, I don't want to go. I, Cause, and they were about to close. Remember they were closing down and I only have like a week left. She's like, just don't go. And I'm like, I'm just not, 
geared to be the person that just like doesn't show up to work especially because how crazy that place got like they'd be oh they were insane it was insane and so i would yeah and i was just like this is it for me like i'm done i can't keep working i can't keep doing this and i have not worked two jobs since then yeah 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 there are a lot of fun times (laughs) j-pub meeting just ridiculous just all the antics that went down and then like through the through the years and like you know we'd go out fun stuff yeah and then we'd end up at kevin's house after yeah every time we go to kev's house we watch video watch movies or video games oh my god yeah we'd be up to like i'm in the i'm up in the morning like i remember i that that just brought back one memory to round off this this podcast this has been a lot of fun like just chatting about this this. has been great we're doing part two on the date oh we have to yeah we'll definitely do that but i remember i was dating someone at the time and i'd pass out on the couch you and kev we stayed up you guys just stayed up talking i was dead on the couch we stayed up until he woke up for work stop we stayed up and you know what's funny we were listening i I literally remember this night because we were listening to lo-fi music yeah he had put me on a lo-fi and Mm. i had never even heard of it and you know he had that tv that like kind of like bursts like little um yeah like stupid little things you know the screensaver that bursts Uh like a little firework and i remember i was so and deliriously tired that I was like so mesmerized by this. I was like, am I on drugs? I know. I'm like, are you guys taking something? No, we weren't. We weren't. We were not. We were just so... I was dead. He was literally... And we literally stayed up and we were just staring at this TV, <laughs> listening to music, and he wakes up for work at like seven in the morning, and I'm like, oh my, we did not just stay up. But you know, I had to stop going over there because every time we went over there, we would stay up all fucking night talking. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. me and him can talk. Like he's got to come on this forever. Oh, we will. Me and him can talk. Like we talk, we be getting down and dirty with the talking. Like we really. No, can, I know like, because I woke. I like you know when you like your brain kicks on before you actually wake yeah, up. Yeah, you can like hear what's going on. So yeah. like I remember my like I could hear you guys talking but i wasn't clear like awake awake yet yeah and you guys were talking about like whoever i was dating at the time i don't think that he liked her yeah (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) i don't think i ever met her so i don't have you you never met her yeah um but yeah i just remember in my like subconscious because later that day at work i was like did you what were you guys talking about and they're like yeah you heard that (laughs) Yeah, I don't I don't even remember, but we could me and him can talk about like anything for a long time. We have like really in-depth conversations. Our conversations are dope. We really should have done a podcast. I told him and he well, we almost did it, but Yeah, so I've I've talked to him. Um he will be on later yeah. on and uh we'll 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 triple it up. You know, he has like a list of like ideas of like what to talk about and like his oh, list his list is dope. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is great." Me and him we're going to do like a dating podcast though. Cuz he has that like man perspective and he has like a very unique man perspective and then I have a very unique very female. Very unique. Our, our 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 perspectives are like super super unique, but we also like respect each other enough to listen even though we mostly don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, no, ours are dope. Yeah, it's a good it's a good back and forth. But yeah, I just I just randomly remembered that. Oh as, my god, yeah, we no, we literally that. stayed up all night. Oh, good times. JPO was fun. Oh yeah, it's you just kept serving us drinks. <laughs> I know. Non-stop. I'd be like another. <laughs> I I had their drinks memorized. Yeah, you like literally like I'd be finished with one beer and you'd like come out with another. I was like, yeah, did I ask for this? No, mm-hmm. <laughs> I had them coming. Nice. I had them coming. Um, oh, it was no, so have good. Have you ever been to JPO? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah you know we should yeah. go back it's like a fine dining restaurant right? I yeah know. i was gonna say AJ sparrow yeah yeah apparently, should... apparently a, another buddy of mine who's gonna be on the podcast here in a couple weeks i think 
they did the soft open and I saw like all over their story. It looks dope, but I'm like, it can't, doesn't feel real to me. I'm like, this can't be true. Be Does it still smell like puke in there? Yeah, it's probably the, the bathroom's probably to. still like graffiti. All, this, all the spirits on the floorboards. Oh. Yeah. I can't even. Not imagine. a fan. Well, this has been awesome, you guys. This yeah. You, yeah. You brought a lot of good stuff. I'm like, bring me back. Oh, yeah. you're coming back. 100%. Yeah. Dude. Okay. Yeah. The, I'm telling the dating thing. I'm so excited. Yeah. I cannot wait. We're, so. we're going to do that. So. Yeah, because this time it was just, it was basically like, you guys did cheer. I mean, it's literally, I'm looking at both of you guys, like cheer, gymnastics. Where did you do gym at? Softball. Softball. Um, North, no. Oh my God. Uh, it was in Woodenville. Northwest Aerials? No. Cascade? No. Oh, it. is it the is it the gymnast no, no, spot no, no, no. off the okay, freeway? Well, no, I taught gym. I taught gym. Um, no, it was Northwest Gymnastics Center, I think. Maybe. Was that a thing? Oh, Wait, know. isn't that Anyways, the place? It was in Woodenville. Oh. No, it was in Woodinville. It's like a warehouse. Yeah, um, yeah, it's right off the freeway. Right, yeah, but like right by Costco, kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh God, I can't remember. I but can't remember either. No, I taught gym there. Like I taught little kids gymnastics. Yeah. But then I did gymnastics for Bothell. Oh, like in yeah. high school. Yeah. Nice high school. Yeah. I never did gym. It's yeah. too much for me. I was like a pudgy you- kid too. <laughs> I was too fat. I'm telling you, you guys. I've lived so many lives. Like, oh my gosh, I'm like a cat. Perfect. Except I am not near death. I have never been near death. Well, that's at least one positive. Yes. Okay. Well, so for everybody listening, you can definitely be be rounded up for part two. That's gonna. I'm definitely gonna make it subscription only. Yeah. Like I think, for I think this that for is, the part two. Yeah, because it's gonna be real raunchy and dirty. Like we're gonna talk about some crazy shit. Because I and like it should be subscription only because it's inappropriate. Yeah, and yeah. it's going to be all out. Only yeah. fans. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty much. <laughs> pretty much from no, the, from I'm the vocal so, side. I'm so excited for this because I, man, my dating stories. I always said I was going to write a book that was going to be called What the Fuck. Yeah. And that I was going to do it like chapters. And then, you know, a lot of the men in my life spin the block. So I was going to like, um, like do multiple chapters like it'd be like so and so so and so and then we were gonna get back to so and so because he came back like wow. the book would be lit you should definitely get started on that now or a podcast yeah that People. sounds like inception of dating mm. that's how it feels <laughs> yeah that's honestly exactly what it's like that's exactly what it's like you're in the what the um, see that's like literally what the name of it should be it's literally that's the only way it's i can explain it it's like what yeah. the actual f- perfect so, so well first yes how can people find you oh Instagram. Uh, yeah. My Instagram is Tiffany and Company underscore. Um, it's Tiffany with an I, T I F F A N I, and my TikTok, which is super lame, but follow <laughs> it anyway. It's just Tiffany and Company, and that's it. That's all I got. I don't have anything else. Yeah, Tiffany and Company. So people can see it there. Yeah, um, you can see all things hair. If you ever want to learn about it, if you're a hairstylist, you can. There's a lot to learn. Love it. Brilliant. Well, thanks for having me, you guys. Yeah, thanks for being here. Yeah, this was fun. And for everybody, you're going to be back. Yeah, you will be back. For everybody that's been listening, so stoked that you could join us, listen to the the ridiculousness that Tiffany brought, whether whether it was hair, dating, or uh, whatever else. I'm so tired. All the other lives that she lived. Yeah, all the other lives that she lived. (laughs) (laughs) So stoked. Tune in uh, in next time. We've got a lot of cool people that are lined up. Um, But until, until then, cheers. Perfect. Oh, man. That was so great. That was fun. Dang. It? Oh, my God. It's so easy. I'm so
funny. I can talk about myself forever. It was amazing. Dude, following your ADD brain. No, I know. That was. That, I'm not gonna lie. That was. Yeah, I was. I was trying. Like I followed. Yeah, but I can follow my own. 